Blog Talk Radio. Life News is considered a great author because he spoke to, uh, for, and about uh, black people in America. Poet, novelist, and playwright, Langston Hughes was the leading voice of the Harlem Renaissance. America was changing during the time that Langston Hughes was so popular. Black consciousness was becoming more and more public, more prominent. I think that Langston Hughes was important because he was one of the early figures to show the dignity and the beauty of ordinary black life. He was one of the most visible of the younger black poets, uh, a new generation that described themselves as the new Negro. Uh, They covered new topics, took on new poetic forms, and sought a wider audience, and Langston Hughes was at the forefront of that. James Mercer Langston Hughes was born in Joplin, Missouri on February 1st, 1902. He wrote a lot about being lonely when he was young, and I think that was a tremendous part of the the product of moving around so much. After graduating high school, Hughes published his first and most famous poem, The Negro Speaks of Rivers. It is the first poem that celebrates Africa and dignifies the image of Africa in American literature. The Negro Speaks of Rivers was published in a popular black journal, and so he was really rather widely read from the beginning. His poetry and his prose actually had access to everyday people. While studying at Columbia University, Hughes discovered the Harlem art scene, spending hours in jazz and blues clubs, weaving the rhythms of music into his work. Jazz and blues uh, were great influences on Langston Hughes. He sought to capture the energy and vitality of the music in his poetry. He was very familiar with the Harlem nightlife. He knew the musicians, and later in his life he would even collaborate with some of the key figures at that time, such as Duke Ellington. Hughes was a prolific writer, and one of the first African-American authors who could support himself through his writing. Langston Hughes wrote plays, He edited anthologies of poets of African descent across the diaspora. He wrote short stories. One of his most famous uh, series of short stories centers around Jesse B. Simple. These are tales told by a resident of Harlem to an aspiring writer who's a stand-in for Langston Hughes. He was one of the more widely published of the young poets of the period. He was also among the better connected. He really worked hard to promote the careers of other young writers in Harlem and also throughout the rest of his life. That's also one of his big legacies. Langston Hughes died of cancer on May 22, 1967. His Harlem residence was given landmark status, a fitting tribute for a legendary writer. His influence, his ambition as a creative writer, his success his accessibility. Uh, He wrote for the average person. He was not writing for college classrooms. He was not writing for the elite. All of those things, I think, require that we recognize and acknowledge him as a great American literary voice of the 20th century. Okay, folks, right now we're on the severe thunderstorm and uh, got disconnected there, so hopefully the worst part of the storm is past. But I know it sounded pretty bad. 
How's the family doing tonight? Uh, you have Tony and the Douglas County Family Friends Network. I'm Seth. All right. Well, all right. Looks like everybody's trying to have it. Do we have a phone line going already? It's early. I think I'll tune in. I want every drop, every single drop. So I want to thank you again for tuning in so early. Beginning, we're on the serious button here, and we lose you guys again. But let's let's do this. Let's go and bring on Miss Dawn all the way from um, Austin, Texas, and she'll be able to hang on. I'm here. Okay. How are you? We can hear you loud and clear. What is going on? It's set for another episode. Set. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Um, you're not coming in. Good. Okay. Y'all may lose me. I'm gonna try to call on this other line. I have two different lines. One to the cable. One to the cell. Both of them tripping. Let's do this. Let me do this. I'm going to play a, a, my intro song that I get a chance to play, and we'll be back after I get this phone. I think I'm just going to change the lines. Uh, I'm going to go to a different line. So, darling, just hold steady, and uh, I will be right back, folks. Um, let's see what we can do here. Barely. So we'll be back. Just enjoy Tremaine Hawkins while we while we take a little short break, folks. It,
Again, want to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Seth, and I am grandson of Azalee Douglas Booker. And also we have my co-host on the line all the way from Austin, Texas, the one and only Darlene Douglas. Darlene, again, um, thank you for your patience. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, all right. Well, kind of got an awkward start there, but folks, like I said, we're under serious thunderstorms here, and uh, this will happen from time to time. But anyway, darling, I want to go ahead and uh, just let you know that it looks like we have a phone call holding here. Let's go ahead and see. We already got a hand that's up. Erico 44641. I have an idea who this is, but I don't really know. Go ahead with your question or comment. Area code hey, Seth, 4 this, this, 0 this, 4 6 4 1. Go ahead with your question or comment. I don't have a question. I just, this is Joe. Hey, Joe, what's going on, man? How you doing? Not too bad. Are y'all bad. having rough weather up in uh, the wonderful state of Georgia? No, not at all. Everything's good here. Yeah. Every, everything's well, we fine. Can... I, I... No, I, didn't, well, I didn't have any uh, questions. You're going to hang out with us tonight? Any... Are you just calling to comment? Or what's happening with you? No, I just uh, following up uh, on you uh, asking me to get involved. So uh, I'm just I'm just open for the, for the next hour. So. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. Uh, but well, anyway, folks, uh, that is Joe all the way from um, Joe. Why don't you just say hello to the family? Since you're going to be calling with us a little bit, I had hopefully. Uh, uh, well, just go ahead and just say hello to, to your family, and then we'll just bring you on like that. Well, fair enough. Thank you very much. Uh, well, welcome uh, to all of you guys. And uh, sad uh, about the weather that you guys are having in the Texas area, but I believe they're experiencing the same in Kansas, uh, where they've been under extreme uh, weather conditions as well. So I'm just happy to be here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but I guess it happens, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, when you get the cold and the hot, that's when these thunderstorms um, did a little research on it a long time ago and found out that it's pretty much man-driven. You know, all this technology heats up everything, and the cold come in, and, and cold and hot, you get thunderstorms. It's just that simple. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's pretty much the basis of it. Well, anyway, uh, I want to welcome, again, everyone to the Douglas Cannon Family Friends Network. This is our 32nd show, 32nd show. Can y'all believe that? Thirty seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. So, family, tonight uh, we have a lot lined up for you, and I do mean a lot. Uh, we don't know what we're going to be talking about tonight. There's so many topics on the table. Uh, I know I have some. Don has some. Darling has some. I'm sure Joe has some. So, we're just going to let it fly like we have been doing and been doing very well. I must. I have to say this before we go any further. We have got some strong, strong showings on the last shows. I mean, it has picked up. Not quite where it was when we did our first show, but, I mean, it's strong. And so I want to thank family for being interested in supporting us. And I really hope and pray that this grow into something other than just this wonderful fireside chat. That's what I call it, just a giant fireside chat with family in Kansas, Florida, Texas, California, and Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma, and I think uh, Alaska as well. Am I right, Joe? That's correct. Mm-hmm. 
You have a who? Who is it? A sister? You said you have a sister. Have you said that last week? Yeah, my sister Catherine. She's uh, I believe she's on the line as well. Nine oh seven. Okay. If you see okay. the you see area code nine oh seven. I don't see it yet, but I see a whole lot. So again, family, just thank y'all for tuning in, and uh, y'all just again for the earlier blooper. Um, but we're here, and um, before I get too much uh, talking going on and forget, I want to bring on Darlene because she always have important, important updates, announcements, and news for the family. So, Darlene, I want you to do your thing early, and um, if you don't mind, it is. Uh, so uh, what do you have for us, Darlene, for uh, today, May 10th, 2016, for the family? Okay, I have graduations. Um, I, I have a few extra ones. Well, okay. one extra one at least from last week. And uh, Eldrick J. Cooper is Uncle Sonny Boy's great great grandson, and he's graduating graduating from Lexington High School in Texas. Okay. 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 And who else you got? I. Okay, I have Michaela Lowe graduating from Michaela is college. Uh, uh, just just briefly because people these names and if, if I know them, I try to let everybody know who they are. And if you know them, darling, try to do the same. Well, we, these won't be just names. I don't want them to just be names to people. But Michaela okay. is Donald Jr.'s niece. That's his brother's daughter. Breck is. Is Donald Jr.'s brother, and he has a daughter named Kayla. Pretty girl. And she, uh, say that again, what's happening with her? She just graduated from college. Amen. Cool. Congratulations. She has a college? Okay. Um, no, I don't. Okay, okay. Area code 817-625. Already someone has a hand up. So what I'll do is I'll come to you after Darlene get done, if you don't mind, please. Hopefully this is not something we're talking about now, but um, let's go, go ahead. Go ahead, Darlene. And so Michaela I have, uh, has graduated. And who ben- else we got? Benjamin, which is Katrina's husband. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and just so everybody know who he is. Lee has a daughter named Naomi. Naomi, uh, we talked about this last week, uh, Naomi had a daughter named Tina who um, had, a, had a daughter named Tina who passed away giving childbirth, but uh, her daughter, this is her husband, okay? We talked about another daughter last week, but this is a different daughter of Tina, have... Um, a husband that graduated, and I think he graduated from uh, uh, Tyler, uh, UT Tyler. So congratulations. Okay. Go ahead, Elizabeth McVeigh. Elizabeth McVeigh. And Elizabeth McVeigh is again. again uh, this is uh, uh daughter Irene has a daughter named Tanya. And uh, Tanya has a daughter in uh, Corpus Christi graduating from Texas A&M. Congratulations. That'll be, I think, this, well, for sure, it'll be Saturday. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to go. Is this the one in Corpus? 
This is the one in Corpus, right, Liz, Lizard. Okay. Celeste McDay Williams, mm. Tarrant County that's College. A, yep, that's another one of Tanya Dollars. Go ahead. Elizabeth Celeste Johnson. I got a name mixed up last week. She's probably going to shoot me out because of that, but no, just joking. But um, Celeste is Tanya's oldest daughter. She'll be graduating. Congratulations, Miss Celeste Johnson. Okay, we have Ivory Nicole Douglas. Okay, you know Ivory is my niece. She is the daughter of my youngest brother, Stanley. Okay. Douglas, and she graduated from Ohio State University in Ohio. Big time, big time. Big Ohio State. All right, all right. All right, all right. Okay. And uh, by the way, folks, Ivory, I think she may be on for next week, right? Am I correct in saying that? Correct. So next week, family, Ivory is going to be on the show, uh, so y'all look out for that. Okay. I have a little bit of a sports section for us tonight. The great-great-grandson of Albert, Sonny Boy Douglas, made it to the state in the 400 relay, well, 400 meters and 800 meters relay. And he's going to be running this. Uh Uh-huh. And I believe he's just a sophomore. But he's on the team, and I think he's uh, the last person that runs. What do you call the anchor? Wow, anchor. Anchor, yes, yes. Wow, when does he run again? Y'all have to excuse me. If I repeat, darling, you know I'm doing 15 things here. So when is he uh, 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 running again? He's going to run this Friday at UT Austin Stadium. And wow. He and what is college is, is that? One more time. What, what, what college, please? Oh, he is a sophomore in high school. Oh, I surely did miss that one. And what high school? If you have, you have that? Rockdale High School in wow. Rockdale, Texas. Okay, wow. Well, let us know. Maybe you can take some pictures. Maybe you can take some pictures and kind of put them on the uh, Ed and Isabel page. I would do that. And uh, let me try to get with him, see if he'll come on. Yeah. Love talking to these youngsters. And uh, we're going to continue. And if you're listening to the show tonight and you are somebody under the age of 25, we really, really look forward to hearing from you. Is that right, Joe? Did you think it's a great idea? get the young people involved? Well, I think it's a wonderful idea, and um, I'm so encouraged because um, back when I was in high school, I was a uh, All-American in wrestling, and I took the state championship as a junior uh, and went on to uh, University in Nebraska where I had, uh, had an opportunity to do the 80 Olympics. I just I generally don't talk about that much, but it's, it's always exciting when I hear someone else in the family that's doing well, uh, you know, athletically as well as academically. Yes, yes, yes. Let me ask this. Um, He's been going to UIL testing since, like, the second grade. 
Oh, good. So, good. Wow. So, yeah, he, he, he got the books down, too. Wow. Well, those things are all... It's always important, you know, in terms of once the athletic and the cheering stop, you have something else to back you up. Yes. Right. Yes. That's good, darling. Good stuff. Okay. Keep going. You got anything else? Well, that's it on on that part of it. Okay. All right. Anything else for us? Well, we're still looking and planning on more people going with us on the cruise. Yeah, yeah. um, I want to know more about that, if you could. The cruise is going to be October the 15th through October the 22nd for seven days. And we are going to be on the Freedom, leaving out of Galveston. And I know that's kind of rough for people that may be up in Kansas to come all this way. But, yeah, it's still possible to get on. Yes, yes, yes. And I plan on being in the number. Plan on being in the number. Family, I just want to say this real briefly while you are getting the rest of it together, darling. Um... You know, the more we have these shows, the more these names are going to become familiar. Right now, y'all still learning who I am, who Darling is, some of you. But uh, the more we talk, the more shows we have. I'm, let, I'm, I'm telling y'all what's going to happen at the very end, closest to the cruise time. So a lot of people saying, man, I, what was I thinking? I should have, I should have, I should have. So just reminding everybody, you know, if you're very serious, I would still call the number. I know we passed the deadline, but... From my understanding, the cruise, I know some, someone that was able to get uh, uh, accommodations, like I said, a couple of shows back. And so they'll let you on there. If you got if, <laughs> green money talks, and they will let you on there. So, um, again, darling, give them out the number, the contacts, if you don't mind, and then we'll move on to New Orleans. Oh, Ken, okay, the contact for the cruise is going to be Kendall Wallace. Her phone number is Again, it's going to start June the 30th through the 4th. Um, one, two, three. It's going to be like four days of that. And okay. Yeah. At this point, you know, I know this one lady. I have not talked to her because I already have my room, and she may have some extra room. I don't know. But if if there's anybody out there that really wants to go and looking for a room, um, call me up and I could check with her and see if she has any. Okay, good, good stuff. 
good stuff. Well, but let me do this because this person been holding on a while. I don't know really what they have to say. But uh, we got this rule. If someone raise their hand, go to the phone lines. But I want you to finish your thought there. But Erica, they're going 7625. Go ahead with your question or comment. And we got a new new thing caller. We, well, it's not new, really. But I want you to identify not only who you are, but where you, what city you're calling from. So go right ahead. This is Donald. Donald Show. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why I, I didn't recognize your number. I don't I know. Well, anyway, you, I'm just listening. Anyway, Don Shaw, you sound good. Go ahead and say hi to the family. I want to say hello to the family. I miss being on for the past week or two, but I want to pray God's blessings upon everybody. I'm just going to hang out and listen in, and as necessary, I may say a word or two. All right. So, family, here's what, what we got tonight. Tonight we got four co-hosts, three men and one lady, okay, so we'll just swing it just like that, uh, we have Joe all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, Don Jr. is calling from Fort Worth, I'm in Euless, Texas, and Darlene is all the way in Austin, Texas, so this is the mix we have tonight, and as y'all know, a little later on, we're going to have an open forum, and I would love to hear with these gentlemen, two different personalities coming, and then you have Darlene and I, it's going to be very interesting, so y'all, I'm telling y'all, hang around, hang around for the open forum. But I do want to say this, darling, while you're getting your final thoughts together, there is going to be two. Well, let's just go, darling. Let, let me let her finish. Darling, did you have any more? Anything else for the family? Well, that's it. The, the two trips, and we did the birthday last week, and the graduations going on. Yes, yes. That's, that's it for right now. Okay. Well, anyway, um, Don, like I say, just hop right in and, and thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, always uh, very thankful to any guests we co-hosts we get. Um, we don't like begging nobody, but we just put the invitation out there. If you can make it, you can make it. If you can't, we understand. So it's always good to have the co-hosts, especially from the various cities. So Joe, Don, Darlene, and myself uh, plan to bring the family uh First class blog tonight. So, family, just want to just go ahead and say that we do have two new segments tonight. Two new segments, not just tonight. Actually, this is going to be a weekly thing, and that is going to be the new segment of what we'll entitle it "Weekly Financial Tips" by William B. and also "Recipes, Remedies, and Reduce Prices" by Tasha. Y'all got to hear the new, uh, the newest one is Recipes, Remedies, and Reduced Prices by Tasha. Tasha's Donna's daughter, oldest daughter, and you got to hear her, her her presentation tonight. And William B. started his new segment last week. He did a really good job. I thought a really good job. Very. What do you think of William B.'s, uh, uh, did anybody get a chance to listen to it last week? Uh, any one of y'all got a chance to listen to it last week, and did you glean anything from it? Anybody? Yeah, I mean, I, I listened to him, and I thought that um, he was extremely insightful, and um, he talked about term insurance versus life insurance, and that um, term insurance is a lot uh, easier and, and uh, more manageable than life insurance because it has kind of a payday at the end. And um, I've always liked him speaking because he's a very... Um, 
sharp operator in terms of making it easy for you to understand what he's talking about. And he also likes for you to put your money in a, in a place where, I guess in, in so many respects, African Americans have a hard time holding on to money. You, you give them $50,000, and uh, shortly after you give it to them, the $50,000 is, is gone. So he's got some real good tips on how you can keep the money and even build upon it. So I thought it was very insightful. Well, thank you, darling. You mentioned some things about that as well, right? About Uncle Williams. Well, what I got was the week before when he talked about um, that we had just got our. T- in fact, the day he talked about it, I had just got my um, tax papers in the mail. So I'm going to do exactly what he said to do, and um, because it kind of like doubled. Okay, whoever's that breathing in loud, I hear you. Very sensitive lines. Be careful. Go ahead. Okay, Go ahead, I was darling. just saying when I, I was just saying that I got what, what I got from Uncle William Johnson was the week before when he talked about protesting your tax appraisal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we're gonna be able to get that family just like Darling was saying. Um, you'll be able to glean something from here and there. And uh, every single week, William will be coming at you with about, oh, 10 minutes or less of just strong, sound financial advice. And tonight is no different. We'll be bringing him on in a little bit. And then later on, we'll bring on the newest segment, Tasha, with the recipes and uh, remedies, old school remedies and well, as well as new school remedies and reduced prices. Tasha is really known in this family for the go-to person for cheap prices. How to get, how to, how to keep, save more money. How to save more money. And then she's really good about scholarships. So, family, if any of you out there want to know anything about scholarships, because you know this is graduation time, a lot of a lot of folks going to college, and uh, Tasha is the person to talk to. She can tell you some different things. She um, so. Uh, anyway, Tasha be coming a little later on, um, and then uh, like I said, open forum tonight. Also, we're going to take a little short break here in a little bit, but and then when we come back, we'll do a little did you know. So I'm going to give the, the co-host a heads up again. We're going to take a little break here in a little bit and listen to William B. Financial Tips among some other things, and we're going to play the game. Did you know? All that means is just simply share some things that you think your family may not know about history, preferably about this family, but if not, it could be about African Americans in general, okay? I tend to lean towards African Americans in general, but if you know some history about this family, that's even better, because we are the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network, and to strengthen the education among our people and what we're doing is really more important than anything else, okay? So that is what we would do. And uh, like I said, open forums coming up later on. So we have a full house tonight. Lots of topics coming at you. Lots of topics. Let's just go ahead and kind of, uh, if y'all don't mind, Joe, Darlene, Don, just mention some of the things on your mind. I'll go first. And then if you could, just mention maybe four or five things that you want to talk about if you have that many. I'll tell you something that's been on my mind very, very strongly. And that is, uh, you know, I'm always leaning towards the scriptures or something along those lines. But, uh, uh, what's been on my heart really is talking about wealth. 
the attitude, the spirit behind well, why, how, why we need it, how we need it. Because I think with me hitting it so hard in a negative tone the last two weeks, I think people might think I'm against money or I'm against wealth, I'm against being rich, and I'm not. I just believe that we should get it in God's timing when He when He decides it. I don't think that people going out and getting wealth on their own whenever they want, like to say, go out and you can do it, you can do it. Yeah, but there's some things you can't handle. There's a lot of people wealthy, and they really can't handle it. Just because they're wealthy and they smile before the cameras, that don't mean they're in control of what they got. Some of these people, you can't tell them nothing because they got too much stuff, and they don't feel like they need God, and they don't need your advice anybody else. That, to me, is a person that cannot handle their wealth. But then there's some people, maybe their neighbors right across the street, living in the same zip code, driving the same kind of cars, same kind of accounts, and they have character. And they, a lot of times, have, well, sometimes, have God, a God-centered mentality. The money they don't have them, they use the money as a tool. They're neighbors now. <laughs> so it's just it's just a way we have to approach this wealth thing. And uh, I also talked a lot about the last couple of weeks how I feel like black people's problem is not that they need more money. And I still say that. I want to hit that a little bit more, but from a different angle. So these are some of the things I want to talk about. I like talking about money, finances, but in a proper way. Kind of like William B. does. He comes from a different angle. I come from a, we're not a disagreeing. If we was, I'll just say it. I don't, I'm not, I don't mind saying I disagree, but we don't. We actually agree. But he he's more uh, on the tip of taking the money you have and, and making it work for you, being good stewards over it, multiplying it. And I'm on the uh, mindset of, you know, while we have this money, that those of us, those that have it, I don't have any money like that, but I'm just saying those that have been blessed enough to have the kind of money where you live off your income, I mean, live off your uh, interest, as one of my little friends told me one time, <laughs> said him and his father live off their interest. Can you imagine that kind of money? But I had a friend that once upon a time told me that him and his father lived off the interest of the money they had in the account. If you had that kind of money, like I say, those are the people that are destroying our world. A lot of them that don't have morals. When money is power, and if you got power, authority, and fame, and you do not have God, you are a terrorist pretty much to the rest of us. Because those are the people that's causing all our problems. So that's what's on my mind tonight. So I'm anxious to know what are some of the things that's on Joe's mind, uh, Darlene's mind, and Don's mind. So I'll go ahead and go with, uh, how. why don't we go with uh, Joe? Joe, what's some of the things on your mind tonight that we may uh, open up with regards to open forum? If you're not ready, we can move to Darlene and come back to you. Well, okay, let's move to uh, uh, Darlene. I don't know if Joe stepped away from the line or not. Okay. Darlene, are you there? I'm sorry. I, I, was, on, I was on mute. I was on mute because oh, okay. I'm okay. Yeah, what, what's my, something my, that's on your mind that, that, that you think that um, we may can discuss to an open forum? Well, mine is family. I don't think that you can ever talk uh, enough about family and the stewardship and, uh, and the servant mentality that we have to have inside that because oftentimes we have family and we have our little disagreements with our family, and we, we find out it's not something that's really major league. It's something that one family member over the other family member might have been harboring for maybe 30, 40 years, but you never had the opportunity to address it properly. And then what, what happens, you get into a position where 
you're wondering why do you have this disconnect. Then you find this is something that's happened many years ago that went unresolved. And so you have that opportunity to share that. And that's a lot of things that are going on in the world today where you hear a lot of folks, well, I never liked my mother. My mother always did this, or I didn't like my brother, or I didn't like my sister because my sister always passed judgment. And those are things, I think, from an open forum. And it actually, I understand what you said about, you know, William being the money and things like that. But this is even a deeper issue because there's a, a lack of love and understanding in a family structure when, in all actuality, that's all you have in the world today is your, your immediate family. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, mm-hmm. even cousins and stuff like that are you know, second-guessing you and not truly believing you. So I, I open that up for a charge for a moment. Wow, that's good. That's good. Don, what's on your mind to talk about tonight? Just some things. And, folks, we may come up with something that neither one of us has mentioned right now. We may get something a little later on. But just open forum. What's on your mind, Don? Well, I have um, kicked around the thought of gifts. And gifts is basically mm. uh, another name for hidden talents and abilities that is probably deeply embedded in many of our families that has yet to come into fruition because many of us have it, but we don't know how to get it out. And that it is the one thing yes. that will make our living, that will make us prosperous, you know. Book of Proverbs says that a, a man's gift will make room for him. And I read it and I analyzed that and I read it and I read it again. And there are gifts, naturally given God-given gifts that come without any preparation from birth. And then there is talents that we already have. But there are so many of us who who are established that need to look back and say, well, here's a brother with this family structure that needs my attention. And regardless of... Uh, how you may feel about that family structure, we should be able to reach out and maybe pull someone along and share the wealth of our experience with those who may not know how to get to where we are financially or even education. While I was just listening, you said, well, we got someone coming on this evening that's going to share the recipes, and we got someone that's coming on that's talking about our finances. That's just one element of sharing our gifts but there's so much more that we all have, and it can become quite detailed. But just as a uh, icebreaker, I think each one of us got something that we can share with someone else that may think on the same line as what we do. Like myself, I like to write. You know, I like to talk. I'm a talker, even though sometimes I'm soft-spoken. But there are some people that have strictly business backgrounds. Some people have strictly spiritual mm-hmm. backgrounds. Some of us have strictly good communication skills. We know how to how to articulate and how to uh, share information that will be beneficial to others. And this is what this is what I'm trying to say. We got it, but we got to know how to get it out and share it with everybody else. We might not be within walking distance. But the power of the internet and telephone takes us all around the world. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Well, Don, that's good. That's good. And I like that gift thing. I like that. Uh, Darlene, George and Lana's going to hold just for a minute because you a little noise there, but I'll bring you back on here in a second. Darlene, uh, questions, I mean, excuse me. Darlene, what uh, topics you have open for them? Anything? The topic that I wanted to talk about is, 
trying to reach the young people to try to put them on the straight and narrow way as far as their careers. I mean, we need to let them know you just can't be a rapper. You know, you oh, need something Lord, else you to hit fall a, hard, back a, on. a hot spot there. You might have the greatest enemy there. <laughs> but that's very true. Very yeah. true. Very true, though. Oh. I say it all the time. Yeah. Anything else? Well, I want to reach out to the the listeners to see what they want to hear, what they want to talk about. Oh. If it's a certain subject that they want to hear, or uh, if it's something they don't want to hear, it's kind of like yes. Thank I you think for you did it that. once before. You did it once before. It's like a grading system. Yes. Yes. Well, folks, she is absolutely right. And again, the phone lines are open. Press one, Sam, if you want to comment. And I think we have someone already wanting to comment. That's good. I like this phone line being lit up tonight. Uh, again, we have quite a few people on the phone line. So, y'all, if you want to talk about something, not a problem. You heard what Joe want to talk about. You heard what Donald want to talk about. You heard what Darlene want to talk about. And Joe, your line is now open. Let's just try to keep the noise down, please, sir, sir. I know you're working, though. You probably can't help that. But area code 817-353. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. I was hoping that. This is Donna. I was hoping that we kind of touch on. Uh, okay, hold on a second, Donna. Donna, hold on a second. And everybody else that called after Donna, remember, we want you to tell everybody who you are, how you're related. You have to do it every single week, folks, because there are people that call in, brand-new families calling, and they don't have a clue who Donna is, but they want to know who you are. And your city, and your city. So go ahead. Okay. I'm Donna uh, Azalee, great-granddaughter. No, granddaughter. Irene is her daughter, and Irene is my mother. And I'm Seth's uh, oldest sister. So, uh, and I'm in Denver. What city are you calling from? Denver, Texas. Okay, go right ahead. Okay. Um, I like what Orlean, uh, Darlene's talking about with the, the, the youth. I like what Joe's talking about, uh, family, gone with the uh, talent. Uh, but we, we also need to hit on uh, the battles that our young people are, are dealing with, young and old. Uh, with this uh, depression, low self-esteem, we can have all the money and all the talents in the world, but if we're lost mm-hmm. and you know we have loved ones that are suffering to look upon them and not see their yeah. pain and not reach out, I mean, you know, man, this, this, here, this is serious. Some of us are doing really, really well, and there are some that's at the bottom. And, you know, and it's something as small as just knowing that you love. And that's why family is very important. I don't care how big we get, we got to make room for family. It's just something that has to be done. Uh, The church is fine, but it all, again, starts at home with the family. And then it goes into the church. If we the family ain't got it together, guess what? The church ain't going to be together. And I think that's why our kids are falling so far away because they're trying to find love in all the wrong places when they need to be getting it within the family. 
So I, that's where I'm at right now because I'm seeing it, and it's going all over the place. It's just not in one certain spot. It's it's going it's it's, it's global right now, and it's, yeah. it's very painful. So if somebody uh, wants uh, to just uh, chime in and talk on that, you know, we need to we need to nip that in the bud for real. Well, Donna, that's very good. You brought that up, and you now what she's not telling you is she actually saw a couple of family members within Azalee's side, don't matter what side, that really was talking about some depressed stuff, like ending their life pretty much without coming out and saying, I want to kill myself. They didn't say that, but they said some very depressing things. And it was more than one, it was more than two, and it was more than three. So Donna is on to something very, very strong, and hopefully we will hit that. As a matter of fact, Donna, after this break, uh, I'll... I can bring you on. I would like to start with that. I would like to start with that. And we, we don't have to talk about it long. We'll just pretty much uh, devote a couple of co-hosts' comments to it and move on. But uh, we we got to talk about that. Solutions for the youth. A lot of people listening they may not be listening per se. The youth might not be listening, but maybe their parents are listening, and they can kind of give them what to say because it's major. And what she is talking about is really, really major. So, Donna, I appreciate you coming on with that. I'm going to put you on hold for now, but I'm going to bring you on a little later on to kind of chime in as we bring it up after the break, okay? All right. All right, folks. Well, we're going to take a short little break here. Again, you're listening to Don Jr., Donald Jr., all the way from Forward, Texas. we got Joe all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. He is the furthest. And then we have Darling from Austin, Texas. All of us on the line, family, 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 just trying to answer some questions, talk about some things that's related to you to strengthen our family. So we'll take a little short break and listen to William B. and maybe another clip. I don't know what we'll do yet. And uh, we'll be right back. Check this out. Uh, good evening, family. This is William B. with a couple of financial tips that I hope you may find useful. You know, a number of people that I know are in the car buying mood, and with that in mind, let me share a couple of car buying do's and don'ts. Do negotiate at the end of the month. Why? Because that's when dealerships are trying to make their sale quotas, and they may have a car or two left over that you might be able to make a deal on. Two, leave your enthusiasm at home. What does that mean? I mean, don't get excited, too excited, uh, when you arrive and you see a car you really like. If you really, really like it, uh, try to contain yourself because uh, the the seller will use that to uh, talk you into doing something that may not be in your best interest. Uh, Keep in mind that there are other dealers in town also with the same kind of car and they may have a better deal. So don't uh, hesitate to compare shop. Compare shopping always makes sense, uh, at least to me uh, and the Johnsons. Also, uh, if you're not comfortable in buying a car deal, just simply uh, don't hesitate to just simply leave. The fact that he gave you a cup of coffee, don't, don't, don't allow that to force you to stay around and do something that 
uh, you may regret later on. Another thought is to deal with only one salesman. You know, don't uh, allow them to uh, allow to push you around in terms of uh, talking to uh, the guy's supervisor or his supervisor and playing these games with you. Uh, let them understand you're not there really to to play the game. You're there to make a serious, to consider uh, possibly a serious purchase. So uh, ensure that they understand that uh, when you're dealing with them, you can do that pleasantly and nicely, but firmly. Uh, also, uh, arrange your financing at a local bank or credit union is probably preferable. Uh, Sometimes the auto uh, dealership will have very good uh, rates, it sounds like, and that may be the case in some cases. But if you have a bank that you're familiar with, you may want to deal uh, with them to be more comfortable and to sometimes get uh, get the best deal. And if you're just shopping and what have you, just looking around uh, and you're somewhat serious, get the price quote uh, in writing uh, from the uh, salesman. If he is serious about uh, selling a car and you seriously think that you might seriously consider it, then ask him to uh, write it down for you on his card and carry the card with you. And that will uh, add some uh, credibility to the situation if you happen to return because you have it in writing, what the guy has said. If you're concerned about uh, service, service is very, very important, service on automobiles, check out the service department uh, before you buy. You know, stop by there early one morning, ask the folk in line, uh, what's their experience been in uh, dealing with the service department? Get a feel for the service department because uh, you'll probably find that that's, a very, that's some folks that you might be coming in contact with, if not sooner, uh, perhaps later. Uh, that That's for sure. And the car you have in your possession now, it's probably always best to sell it yourself to someone if you possibly can. Uh, Sometimes that's somewhat of a hassle, but to trade in, you really, in most cases, I think, aren't getting what the vehicle is probably worth. But uh, sometimes you may or may not want to bother, but do that if you possibly can. Uh, And some don'ts. Don't simply trust a person because they're a nice guy, you know, a nice, uh, nice lady. Understand that that job is to sell fail under almost any circumstances. And uh, when they tell you that uh, it's really, really a good sale, well, that's that's nice to hear, but uh, consider the numbers, the initial cost versus what they claim the sale price is. And if you believe that that's about the value of the vehicle, then go with that. But don't allow the term sale to uh, cause you to do something that you otherwise uh, wouldn't do. And it's not a good idea, I don't believe, to start a negotiation by telling this dealer how much of a monthly payment uh, you want to make. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. So just allow them to be completely in the dark and uh, you obtain as much information as you can because negotiating is about uh, saying and doing whatever you can to obtain what it is that you want at the price that you want to pay for it. 
That's your idea. So if you buy a car, try to keep those things in mind, family. By the way, I've had a little personal experience. I had a little automobile, enjoyed it very much. I had the one with the three alphabets, B, M, and a W. I drove it for 10 years, 2006 to recently. But I felt I started having some little trouble with it, so I started looking around. I finally came across a little car that I think uh, that I thought I'd buy, and I have, in fact, bought it. This little car is an MKZ Lincoln. Never driven in Lincoln before, hadn't done business with Lincoln. Emma's driven two Lincolns, but but I have not. But uh spotted this little car, and uh, it's not a 2016 either. It's 2015. Again, I'm one of these guys who need not buy something necessarily that's on the showroom floor to prove something to myself or somebody else. So this is 2015, but it's relatively new. The warrant is intact. The price is right. The car looks good. So I figure, well, why not? So I'm driving that car today. So do keep that in mind, family, as you start to go shop. Don't shop with your feelings or your heart. Shop with your head. And that way you'll probably end up doing much, much better uh, getting the product that you want for the best price. Which is what we which which is what we all want. This is short uh, this evening, family. But take care. This is William B. Signing off. Do have a good rest of the day. Thank you very much. All right, go on there. Oh, her dramatic walk. <laughs> the microphone. Hey, Rachel, do you know who you are, who you really are? Do you know you can be where you want to be if you try to be what you can be? Hey, black child, do you know where you're going, where you're really going? Do you know you can learn what you want to learn if you try to learn what you can learn? Hey, black child, do you know you are strong? I mean, really strong. Do you know you can do what you want to do if you try to do what you can do? Hey, black child, be what you can be. Learn what you must learn. Do what you can do. And tomorrow, your nation will be what you want it to be. y'all like that point? How did y'all like William B? Well, it's just a little sample of what's to come. Listen to Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. Um, I'm Seth. We have on the line Joe William. Some of us call him Joe Willie all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Donald Jr. all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. Myself from Euless, and how can we forget Darlene Douglas all the way from Austin, Texas. 
I had said we were going to open up talking about what we did at Donna. So uh, what I would like to do is address it, and we'll later bring on Donna uh, a little bit into the conversation, okay? Actually, let's just go ahead and open up her phone line. And she brought it up. And we'll spend about maybe no more than about 10 minutes on this, folks. I know there's, it's important. I don't want to trivialize it like it's not important. Uh, well, let's see. Did Donna hang up? She might have got disconnected in this bad weather. But let's talk about that, folks, while Donna is, I'm sure, calling back. Uh, depression, depression. Uh, she had mentioned to me earlier, family, that uh, she was reading different Facebook um, comments by various people in the family. You know, we're growing. We're getting to know each other. And I'm not going to mention who it was, but it's a young person that was really grieving, really grieving over uh, some things. And... Uh, and was just really questioning everything and just didn't see, have a real drive for living. So I want to go to Darlene since you're the lady of the group and uh, just see what are your take on that? What are your take? What, what is your take on that? You know, there is a lot of going on in the family with the deaths and different things. And sometimes our young people don't know how to process that. Sometimes our old people don't know how to process that. And I'm not saying this is necessarily a death-driven issue. I'm just saying, how do you, or what would you say to someone, maybe in their 20s or whatever age, that's just suffering from depression for whatever reason, darling? Anything? Excuse me. That's not an easy subject. I know. A person person like that needs professional help mm-hmm. you know because you you can't really put yourself in that person's shoes and I don't mm-hmm. think I would be able to um, <clears throat> motivate them um, I, I, all I can say is I could do my best to try to lead them in the right way but that that's the well, well, well let's do if you mind me, allow me to interject here, darling, because I want you to finish that thought. But let's make it a little simpler question. Darling, you run into somebody on a, um, at the lunchroom in your, at your job, and they say something to the effect of, you know, there's so many people passing away that I really care about, and I don't know, you know, I just, you know, they was my everything, and I don't know how I'm going to make it, and this world is cruel without them, and why did God have to take them? Or, now you may can't answer that one, but I mean, what would you say to these people? They go, I mean, let's make it very, very in your face, like personal. Because I mean, this does happen all the time. And I mean, I mean, you probably would still recommend them to get professional counseling. I understand that. But I mean, would you have anything to say to them? Which, you know. It's still a hard one. I mean, I could lead them to scriptures. And, mm-hmm. and just sit down and talk to them, and and, That's good and see right where they really are. That's good. Anybody else got any contributions on that? Don, Joe, anybody? Uh, well, absolutely. I don't think that um, you know. She mentioned it is an extremely difficult uh, task. Can it be, can it be worked on? I think they they need a combination of professional help, but. Again, it comes down to a bottom line of love. If somehow that person got disconnected from that word love, love is one of those things. It's a four-letter word that's very hard to define because everybody has a different, you know, uh, definition of what love is. 
particularly in relationship. But if someone's going through a whole bunch, oftentimes they want someone to listen to them. And what's happened in the past is no one's listened. No one's no one said, "Hey, look, I got some issues going on in my life too. Why don't we just kind of both collectively discuss those things?" I, I keep hearing, "Pray, pray, pray, pray," but you can only pray so much for somebody. At some point in time, you got to put some action behind prayer, because even with God, God knows that you know He can give you His He can He can get the scripture. The scriptures were man-made uh, based upon. I, well, excuse me, I won't even go down that direction because I mean everybody's got different feeling about scriptures and things like that. I look at scriptures as something the man wrote based upon what they felt that God was trying to provide and so forth. And I know people can argue argue that, and I could too. Mm -hmm. That's why when you hear me, I don't talk too much about that. But a lot of times depression means that somebody really hasn't given you that level of understanding and, and, and insight and calmness to be with you and to say, you know what? I've had some issues like that, but before you start saying, hey, I, I'm just like that or something of that nature, give that individual an opportunity to share his because in many cases, nobody, and I say nobody, has really ever listened to that person go all the way out and explain the issues that they have. As soon as you start saying, well, man, the other day I did this, then somebody's in a very competitive, I did too, and, I, and before you know it, the individual who's got the real true issue is listening to you Mimic what he's it's had Instead of listening to his issues Think about <laughs> right. it Every last one of us When somebody says Man I just picked up uh, You know this this. I went over and got me a hamburger Man this place was good And you say yeah man I was there yesterday And I got me a hamburger And, it was, and this person <laughs> might have been disappointed <laughs> By this hamburger You know but you cut him <laughs> off <laughs> So Anyway, that's that's mine, but I got a lot more on that subject. And I thought I for your sister to bring that up was kinda of where I was going when I talked about family loving family and not being disappointed on someone that and keeping stuff harbored for thirty and forty years in their mind and you and then you get blindsided when they decide to let it erupt. Now let me ask you Okay. Okay. We we as black That was good, Joe. It, it was, but then he, yeah, it was very good. We as black people are not really taught to seek help. We are taught to uh, just be strong. It'll work out. Just be strong. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's some of our problems because, like Joe was saying, um, you start talking to someone about your problems, and they start talking to you about their problems. So, yeah, well, this is very, very, very interesting. Well, let's do this. Um, I want to bring Donna back on the, the line, um, if I can, if I could. Um, so I can find her number. Here we go. Area code eight one seven three five three. Donna, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. okay, I would like now, to say. Now, oh, 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 hold on a second. Okay. My question to you and bringing you on the line is, are we hitting this as hard as we should? Baby, uh, Joe, I can't, say, I can't say thank you enough. Because, you know, I, I bring up about people going through, but I am one of those people. That's why when I see it 
it's a red flag go up. But the biggest thing that I have dealt with, and it's sad that it's, I'm at 60 almost, and this problem is still there. And I'm just like, God, I keep coming to this same crossroad. What is the problem? But you know what it is? You never have anybody to talk to that really want to hear what you got to say. And your problem is never that serious. But to that individual, it could be everything. And sometimes you just need to talk. You need somebody to be there to listen and understand and love you through it. Because everybody's not the same. Let me put a comma there. Let me put a comma there and uh, you just hold that thought. Don Jr., you have anything on this? Well, I've been listening to each comment, and I've come to the conclusion that, you know, I'll, I'll just share this with you real quickly. When I worked for the Crowded School District, there was a certain young lady that used to come to the cafeteria every day looking kind of displaced, but smiling and interacting with her peers. The same young lady uh, seemed to be pretty outgoing, but she went, she stood in front of a train and committed suicide. Somewhere along the line, wow. that particular child was disconnected. And so when I done my research and I listened to other kids who were, quote-unquote, had behavioral issues, most of us got a hole in our soul somewhere that ain't been touched up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Donna, I can relate to you. There's a lack of love amongst our people in general, and some of us just don't know how to give love. And that covers the spectrum of understanding. It's basically opening up and talking. You know, nobody want to hear your problem, but somebody's got to listen to keep you from making the wrong decision. That could be life-altering. And the key is, do we have enough trust in our fellow man to open up and share? Because, sure, we got to go to the professionals, but they're trained to recognize behaviors. But we also have motherly and fatherly skills to recognize changes in our children and our family's behavior if we watch them. Because somebody's always watching you. And I wanted to, uh, Don, uh, Don, 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 go ahead. Were you done with that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just, there's no perfect answer, and, 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 and there is no perfect answer. Like, you know, I agree I mean, I know God can change everything. I'm a firm believer, but then God expects us to do our part, too. That's where the problem comes in. A lot of us don't do our part. Let me just say this. Donna, you can finish what you're saying, because what you're going to do is you're going to come in, and, and then we'll uh, kind of go around the room, so to speak. Um, um, but let me just say this about the young person. Now, Donna can't, we don't want to give out no names because we don't want no trouble. But um, this is about three three youths she's heard. Donna, why don't you say the kind of comments she's heard, what I mentioned in the name of family members that are putting things out on Facebook. What are they saying? You know how their, their self-esteem is really low, uh, may not be pretty enough, and, and uh, some is, is saying, you know, with the family issues, uh, would you even miss me if I was gone? Uh, you know that 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 right there is those are outcries. And when I heard it, I could I could relate because I've been there. I still kind of face a little bit, but then you know it's it's like 
It's one trying to say, you know, stand strong. You 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 gonna make it. You're loved. You're beautiful. I uh, just, just who you are. You know, just you know. And, and when he's saying about praying, you know, I grew up in the church. I'm just well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to get. Hold on, I want to be a little pointed. Donna, hold on a second. I want to get a little pointed because I'll talk with you about this one of the particular persons, and I know there's two others, but you didn't. It wasn't just about beauty. It's not a conversation about somebody feeling ugly. This was about family not being there and having lost a loved one. So hit that a little bit. Well, yeah, it was. It was that you pretty much. You you pretty much touched it. Uh, but if if you're grieving because someone has passed on, and you know within your heart they loved you unconditionally, that's sad that that's the only person that you could really say that was there in your life that stood with you. When you and this have, is not something recent. This is not a recent passing. This is not a recent passing. Just for the record, go ahead. This, this is a big, big family. And, you know, I, I, I can't worry. I mean, I do, but, you know, it's happening with everybody all over the world, but it's happening in, in my family. So, you know, I feel like it, before we can help anybody else, we need to be able to help our own. And it's, the pain is great. And what's sad is, is when you see them suffering, you know, you really don't see them suffering because you're so caught up in your world. But they stand right before us. Feeling all this pain and agony, but yet we can't even take out a few minutes to say, okay, no, I see this. I, I, I see the pain. I, I can't understand it, but I know she's hurting or he's hurting, and they can't get beyond this. So what do we do? Make it happen. Well, let me let me let me jump in here, Donna, real quick, because we want to kind of move, go around a round table type of thing. Again. Thank you for bringing up the topic. We could really talk about this for the next four shows, and it still won't be enough. So there's no way in the world we're going to hit it hard enough. But I want to go back to something I've been saying, other people have been saying, and that is I know Joe was talking about pray, pray, pray. And I do have problems with people that just pray, pray, pray. If you all you're doing is praying, i got a saying. This is something your cousin penciled, okay, y'all? This is something, I, I, I got this quote out there, and it says this. If all you're doing is praying, you ain't praying. <laughs> if all you're doing is praying, you're not praying. The reason why I said it is because the Father is real. We may not understand everything he say do, but he's real, and he is real in our lives. We just can't hear him because of all these distractions we have, especially in America. We can't hear him. Hear it. We can't hear him. But praying is a beautiful thing when you can hear him. But here's the problem. It's not a problem. Here's a solution. When you pray, Joe, Don, darling Donna, he is going to give you answers. Things are going to happen. He's going to talk back. So if you can't hear him talk, then you're not really praying. You're not being. You're not praying aggressive. You're not praying the correct way. I should guess. I should say, because when you're really praying, like really talking to the Most High, and He is going to answer. And if you just keep on praying, you're being rebellious. I mean, it'd be like it'd be like if Don said to me right now, "Hey Seth, hey Seth, hey Seth," and I mean, I say, "Yeah, yeah." 
I'm right here, Don. And he keep on talking. Hey, Seth, are you there? I'm, and I'm right here. Everybody hear me, but Don, is he really praying to me? Is he really talking to me? He can't be talking to me because I'm saying hello. So if you're just praying, something is wrong with this picture. Something is wrong with someone to just pray, 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 and don't never get no answer, don't never see results. Now, if they're praying and getting results and they go back to their own knees to get more results, okay, I can't touch that. But oftentimes when you pray, he's gonna it's going to mean doing something on this planet outside of just praying. Okay, you're praying for a loved one. Sooner or later, you're gonna your prayers are gonna be answered, and so you won't be praying for the same loved one. Okay, but anyway, at least not for that issue. So I I I I do agree though, Joe, and everybody else that ain't nothing wrong with with living a life. The Bible say pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. We breathe without ceasing. So as much as you breathe, you need to be praying. I will say that because the Bible says it. And uh, uh, I will say this, with regards to the scriptures, when this person goes to counseling, whoever they're going to go counseling to, darling, uh, a little noise in the background, we got to watch that, folks. When somebody, when we play these shows backwards, we can hear all that noise. But um, when whoever goes to counseling, darling, this person is, these, whether it be whoever is going through, the best thing we can give them is what the Father is saying. That's the best thing we can give them. The Father loves you, so-and-so. The Father is not giving up on you, so-and-so. All we have to give them is what thus says the Father. Well, how do we know what the Father is saying? Hold on. Hold on. How do we know what the Father is saying? We know it by the Spirit of the Father. But if we can't hear the Spirit of the Father because of all these distractions in our life, what's the next best way to hear him? It's through his word. Now, I agree that the word is man-made, man-driven, man's inked. There's duplicate chapters in the Bible. There's missing books in the Bible. Don't get me started about errors in the Bible. I understand that. However, in the book of Proverbs alone, the rich people of America quotes it all day long because they say it brings wealth. <laughs> Here's a book. You just quote one book that can bring wealth to you. That book is alive. Those promises are true. When the Father says, if you keep your mind on me, I'll keep you in perfect peace, he ain't playing. If he say, pray in faith, believe, and you shall receive, he is speaking through his prophets. He is speaking through his prophets. And if his prophets get it right, if his prophets get it last thing I'm going to say, if his prophets get it right, family, you're listening to the voice of the Almighty himself. If the Father tell me, tell the family right now, Seth, I love him. And I say, hey, family, the Father love you. Father say he love you. You just heard from the Father. Yeah, it was through my vocal cords, but <laughs> he really did just say that. Problem is, Joe, Don, Darlene, is man sometimes miss it. Man sometimes miss it. And people don't, a lot of Christians, they don't want to hear about that in the Bible. They don't want to hear about errors in the Bible. But there are sometimes, Paul wrote a, a real quick, Paul wrote a letter to one people. He said, hey, if anybody be a fornicator, don't, don't communicate with them. And then he wrote another letter saying, I told you that if somebody be a fornicator, don't communicate with them. He said, but then you would have to go outside the whole world. <laughs> he said, now I'm saying to you, if anybody be a believer and be a fornicator, don't fellowship with them. And you see a correction right there in the Bible by Paul, by Paul himself. But that Bible is what our youth and our older people need when they're facing depression. Uh, 
Let's see. Donna, any more on that? I know I kind of stepped in there, but I wanted to give my two cents since everybody else gave theirs. Any more on that, Donna? Depression, depression in the family? I just want to say, you know, I know God loves me. I, I know that he does. But when my battle and struggles where they lie are with my family. I don't want nobody standing over me when it's all done and crying and how they miss me when I was alive. Nobody even other uttered the word, I love you, or had, had just had a little bit of time to just, you know, you need to, you need to hear those words. You got to hear Amen. it. You got you got to feel it. If we're too busy, where well, we can't do it, and we keep saying putting it on God, and if everybody praying, we definitely shouldn't have this problem. I'm I'm just serious right now because I don't find God's word to be a lie. I find people to be liars. So you can talk all day long about God. That's why when I was talking to you, you need to pray. Well, I forgot. You know. I was brought up in church, but prayer wasn't even on my mind. And the struggle is so great. It, prayer was a bad thing on, on, on my mind. So what I'm saying is God is spiritual. I know this, and I know he loved me because he created me. But I'm human. I can touch. I can feel. I can see. And everything that's running with my bloodline and, and is breathing and walking on this earth, I think God in, intended for us to love each other and not figure and think, and well, guess, I, I guess they do. I don't need to guess. I need to know. I'm about family. And if it ain't family, guess what? It, it just it just don't exist to me. Well, let me say this, Donna. I hear passion. And that's one of the things that we have to really try to find back inside of our, our family. Our family has lost that burning fire that our ancestors had given us. I mean, we, you know, and as I listen to you, Donna, I, I got chill bumps because each one of us is going through something right now, right now that we're not that we're not being transparent on, even in this phone call. But when I hear the passion that says that, you know what? No matter what's going on in my family, I'm going to be the the one who's going to generate what I really, truly call caring and love and my wisdom and my strength and my love is going to go out to them. Even though, it, for me, it will restore my, my whole, my mind, body, and soul. And I'm hoping that it's somehow, through the Spirit of God, that it will penetrate the person and persons who are affecting that part of my life. Right. I don't know, darling. It's been pretty deep just listening, but <laughs> I agree with you. Somebody somebody here is experiencing a lot of holes in their souls. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm sorry if I'm out of order, but I just hear, I feel, and it relates to me too. Amen. We all, we all got something that, that's bothered us that we just don't share because right. someone wants and we don't know how to open up. I just It's kind of tough. We just got to start loving each other unconditionally, no matter how we look, no matter what our ethnicity or background is, social status, all that stuff. We got to throw it out the window and just love people the way God loves us, just mm-hmm. just who we are. Amen. So how are we going to do this? Because it needs to start. It needs to, like, you know, if I have, well, if I don't accomplish, well, well, how many, how many said, 
if I don't accomplish nothing else in this life, just to know that we started the healing process is enough for me. Because we got little ones coming up behind us. And life repeats itself. I don't want nobody to feel what I went through. I want these kids to flourish in their purpose for this life. And God's given everybody a gift and a talent. There's, there's no reason for us not to be who he intended for us to be. So if we start the healing process now, guess what? We knock this out the, the water, and we're preparing the road for the ones that's coming up behind us. And also, it relieves me to know that, guess what? It's happening. We're doing something. We're just not sitting on acting like it don't exist. Well, mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's do this. Let, let's let's be very practical here. But before I say what I'm about to say, one of darling had anything she haven't said anything in a while. Darling, you have anything before I give this kind of a solution type thing here? Darling. Okay. okay. All right. Well, Donna, I want to say something to you that a pastor said to me one time, and. Uh, she was a female pastor, and she said to me, Seth, how does that look? And I'm going to say to you what she said to me. Seth, how does that look? I was telling her about the church and how it should be, da 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 And she said, well, how does that look? In other words, Donna, what, what would you like to see? How many times should you get a call from your family? How often should they come by and visit you? You just got to be there. We got to be there for family. Sometimes people start talking about things, and you got to ask them, how does it look? You know, black people need to stick together. What do you mean we need to stick together? How does it look when we have stuck together? What does that mean? We need an economic base. What, how does that look, an economic base? How much money are you tell them we should have? What banks? Where? You know, how does it look? Because if you don't have an idea on how it look, the enemy could be, listen to this, the enemy can take a real need, because what you're talking about is a real need. Ain't nobody going to deny that. <laughs> no, it's real. Depression is real. But what do you mean, Donna, if I can put you on the spot? How does it look? This person that you talked to over Facebook, family member, that was depressed, what do you think they need, Donna? And I want you to try to, if I, if I can, if I can, if I can do you like this now. This is a little hard for you, maybe, maybe because it's, I'm putting you on the spot. But I know you, you, one person, you won't be shy. And then I like to ask Joe, Joe, how does it look? Don't answer now. How does it look when Donna's, when the issue of depression is solved in your mind? How does it look, Don? How does it look when it's fixed? I want to know, what, what what do y'all mean? How does it look? Once a person is getting the proper support from family, how does it look? How often should they call? How What should they be doing? Should they be going by and sending people? Should everybody be calling everybody? Hey, you okay? Are you okay? How does it look? It's a big old family now. It's a big old family. As on each side, is about 200. In his buddy's side, it's, it's probably that much. Joe, your side is huge, and Sonny Boy is the largest. How do, you, how do we support each other to where... There is no depression. How does it look, Donna? To me, it looks just like this. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? You can have all the wealth in the world. If we don't have our hearts 
of hearts. See, we clock in on the job like it ain't nothing. We'll go and make that dollar just to look like the Joneses to have this and have that. But while we're doing it, something is going to slip through no, the cracks. No, Donna, hold on a second. Hold on no, a second. You're not answering my question. Your question. Hold on, it hold on. It doesn't I'm matter. Exactly. It doesn't, what I'm saying is it, it doesn't. It's just reaching out to each other. Take the time, just like you take the time to for the desires of your heart that's materialistic that when you leave here, you're not going to take with you. So it's, it's building on each other. That's it. If it means calling somebody and just saying, hey, I'm just checking on you, love you, or, you know, just if you're, by somebody, how many times do you hug <laughs> someone that's related to you? How many times? Sometimes people need a lot, and there are some that don't need that much, and there are some that really don't need it at all. But we all have okay, different hold on, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. First of all, I want you to lower your voice a little bit because I don't want people to think well, you really. I mean, if you, if you could, if you could, I know you. We, you and I both, we talk loud. It's, it's the phone. You know, my phone is broke, so I have to. Okay, so yeah, but you're loud. I want you, I want you to just lower it just a little bit, if you don't mind, please. Now, this is what I meant, Donna, when I asked, how does it look? This is what, and y'all, Donna and I talk about this sometime off the line, just so y'all know. And I, when I say, how does it look? Okay, I got two children. All right, I know sometimes they get down, depressed. I do, I know they do. So what I do is I kind of watch them, and if I think they're going through, I'll text them or I'll say something to them or I'll try to. The biggest thing I do is pray because the Bible says we don't know often how to pray, what to ask. I don't know what these kids are going through. How do you know what so-and-so going through? The first thing we should do, family, is pray for our family. I was just like, oh, you know, let's pray. No, 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 listen, folks. <laughs> if you really believe there is a God, and you really believe that he loves us. That's the problem. We don't even believe that, some of us. You know, you ask the Father, Father, you know, if your darling sounded a little down, I should mention her in my prayer. Father, lift up darling. I don't know what's going, what she's going through, Father. I just ask you to just touch her heart, put people in the past. If you feel that sometimes, uh, listen to me, sometimes, family, a hug can do it. It can. Donnie's right. Sometimes call them saying, hey, I'm just checking on you. But what are the people going to say when they're depressed and you say, I'm checking on you? They goes, I'm all right. They ain't going to tell you in most cases. When I'm depressed, I'll, I'm going to tell you all the truth, family. I'm going to give you a clue of when your brother, your cousin is depressed. When I say the least. When I call you, and you when you call me and I'm depressed, how I'm going to sound. Hello? How's it going? Oh, okay. I'm depressed. I sound like that. Now, if I sound like this when you call me, oh, yeah, how you doing? I'm not. I'm just sleepy. But when I'm depressed, you're not going to know. I don't want you to know in most cases. So it's hard to call and know what people are going through. This is a very, very good conversation. Congratulations on all of us for doing this, and, and I think we're talking in the right spirit. But really quick, I'm going to wrap this up, and then somebody else can comment on how what it looked like. How does that look? You can answer it, too. To me, how it looks, Donald, when we're taking care of our depressed, our, 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 our those that are down and out, we first start with prayer. We have to. We have to. And then how about this? Ask God 
hug, you're not going to know. A hug, it'll do it sometime. A call, eh, you just got to, how you know? How you know? How you know when somebody about to get put out of their house? How you know when somebody having a bad marriage? There's people listening to me right now, the sound of my voice, family members, you're going through it right now. And you listen to us on the phone line, you say, they don't know what I'm going through. We don't know. But we can pray. Father, touch the Douglas Kennedy family and friends. Lift them up. Help us to say an encouraging word tonight. That's what me and Darlene try to put together a show that's going to be encouraging. This is what we're, we're submitting to you. Donna has a heck of a point. Joe, chime in on it. It's true. This is this is the real deal. We we hitting. I told you we was going to be swinging tonight. The first thing, family, I submit to you is prayer. Second thing is God is going to answer that prayer. He's going to show you who's who's depressed. He may not tell you their business, but you're going to have something in your spirit towards calling a particular person. Call the person. Now, if the Father put it on your heart and you feel like they're depressed, no matter what they say, how great they sound, if you put on your heart, there must be something there. Just encourage them. Love them like Donna say. But I'm going to tell you another thing. And I'm done. I don't care what folks do on this earth. If they don't have the Father as a center of their life, and they got the whole world built around materialism, that breeds depression. Most of our family depressed because they're not following the Creator. They're not following the Scripture. They're not following the Spirit of God inside them. They live their worldly. My family, worldly. Angelique's side, some of them, worldly. Love them. I've been worldly. <laughs> Raised in church, reading the Bible, know the books of the Bible. But I have my days when I just don't want to follow God. Well, when we don't follow God, family, we're going to get depressed. So, Donald, some of the depression is coming out of flat-out disobedience. That don't mean you beat up on them. They need to be loved on, and they need to be encouraged to follow Christ. Anybody else? I think you really covered a lot. I think I think what's happened is that Donna has opened up a whole can of worms. However, what terminology you want to call it, but she's opened up something that each and everybody in our family is going through, and they've been going through this for years. And there is no easy solution. Uh, when I talk to some of the elders of the family, you hear that they are still in pain. So if you got the elders that are in pain, and you then have the folks who are following in their steps, well, what do you think they're going to have? They're going to have pain. Wow. So this is a lot deeper, and she touched on an area. That's why when I open up and you ask me what was on my heart, my heart is, is for family to begin to truly love one another because at the end of the day, Seth, you're, you have two kids. The one thing that's unconditional is the relationship that they have with you. And if you are leading a life, where you're not really sure, and not just Christ. I'm talking about just fully, a full-rounded family. That's what they're going to take because you're a driving force in the family. I am very fortunate that I have a mother who continues, and she's got seven different different mindsets for kids, meaning each one of us has our own head, and we think completely different in many cases. And sometimes that's what rubs things wrong because I think some of the individuals in the family forget that we are individuals. We are, you know, given a different task by God, you know, and so forth. And, and we have to learn how can we mix those things for the betterment of the family. And if we can't, then we're all on the wrong 
you know, track and so forth, and we're trying to get there because we, you know, well, our family knows different. We love each other. We know deep down we love each other with all our heart, but we still have those little little issues that come up, and sometimes they can be a big issue and they can blow up, but we always try to work our way through it, and that's the key that I see. Depression, stop. When someone starts telling you that they're sad about something, give them that extra minute to listen. And then say, you know what, I do understand what's going on right now. And don't be so quick to share your story with them because (laughs) they want you to listen to them for just a moment. You know, give them that. That's good. Yeah. So, and I'm going to, unfortunately, I have got so much that I have to do. Um, I'm going to be, I'll probably stick around on the phone for another 10 minutes, but then I'm going to have to get moving. And I apologize for that, but I thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to be able to speak on the blog talk radio with you, Seth, and the rest of the family. All right. Well, we understand. We understand. Well, when you ease out, it's not a problem. We know that you gave us a, a reason, so it's not a problem. Donald, you going to say something? No, I just say thank you. I appreciate you. Hold on. Hold on. It's just like I've met well, everybody on this. Like I've already I've known you forever. Everyone that I've gotten to meet over the blog talk, so that that means much to me. Well, let me say this, Donna, before you go, because uh, y'all remember we got uh, we're gonna finish open form after this next little break. We're gonna hear from Tasha. You can't miss recipes. We'll take a little short break. It'll be off topic, just for about uh, about ten minutes so or so. Tasha's gonna do a, a presentation on re- recipes, remedies, and. Um, reduce prices. You got to hear it. This is a new segment. It's a new segment. This one is going to be a little long. Her future ones are going to be a little shorter. But this this is one you get a. Uh, she's going to talk about all three recipes, remedies, and um, reduced prices. In the future, she'll probably just cover one topic. So just so you, you're going to get a strong dose of it in a little bit. But listen, folks. Let me just say this to the family listening, and to all my co-hosts. Until we have these kind of conversations, we're not really going to be that effective as a blog. The key is that I hope that we always have is to respect each other. I don't even mind disagreeing with Donald Jr. As long as Don respect me. If I say, well, Don, I think we need to pray. Don say, no, I think we need to this. That's okay. I, I, I don't have problems with that. Well, I have problems with it when people don't let you finish. And if I don't let y'all finish, just say, hold on, like Donna said a minute ago. Hold on, Seth. Okay, because sometimes I can get long-winded. It's just me. You get long-winded, too, it's okay. All right? If you're not done, just say, hold on, Seth, I'm not done. So, listen, I don't mind that. But we got to talk about depression, folks. We got to talk about our young people in prison, folks. We got to talk about what Joe was saying, uh, some of these old family, old, old issues we have. This side of the family did that, that side. Eventually, we're going to start dealing with some of this stuff. Now, we ain't going to go too deep. We ain't going to pull up some of this stuff because it's just too painful right now. I don't think we're supposed to go too deep, but this is just depression. This is not nothing about what this side of the family, we ain't dealing with none of that tonight. We're just talking about depression. Is something we all go through from time to time. What a wonderful topic. And I think Don Jr. did a very good job explaining 
you know, giving you some answers, and that I think Joe did. I'm not just saying that. I'm not scared of them. I'll tell them, you know, I just won't say nothing if they didn't do a good job. But I think they did some really good job. Darling gave in. She spoke the least, but Darling has said some very strong things. Serious. So let's not shy away from this topic. When we come back, we can switch gears and talk about some other things, uh, or we can continue. But y'all got to hear from Tasha, and uh, and I'm just telling y'all got to hear from Tasha. So uh, everybody okay with taking a break right now? Yes. Thank you, guys, and I'm gone, okay? All right. Well, uh-huh. you may want to listen to Tasha. You said you had a few minutes. Maybe you can listen to Tasha and then just run on out. But, oh, okay. uh, Joe, thank Fair you enough. for stopping by. I really appreciate it. As I put you on hold, like I said, you can just check her out if you like. But thank you for coming by. Okay. Thank you, too. Thanks, everybody, family. All right. All right. That's Joe Williams on the Dugan side of the family. I always enjoy that, brother. He's a very busy man, and when he's able to stop by, you can do the same thing, folks, if you want to call stop by. It's not a problem. We don't discriminate. Your family, we want to know what you have to say, and we'd love it if you can hang out with us. It's not a big deal at all. We don't care. We just look for family, and that's all there is to it. And we'll be right back. Now, like I say, Tasha, these little samples or these little, this new segment of the show, normally it's going to be about seven minutes every week, every week. But tonight, her, this one is a little longer. It's about 10 or 12 minutes. And uh, she, because she's giving you a little sample of the recipe, a little sample of remedies, and a little sample of reduced prices. But in the future, she'll probably just hit one at a time. So you're getting the bonus tonight. So we'll be right back shortly after the one and only Tasha. This is Donna's oldest daughter. Donna's oldest daughter. How about that? Azalee's great-granddaughter. Check this out. Good evening, family. I'm so excited to be with you this evening for the first time to share with you a brand new segment called Recipes, Remedies, and Reduced Prices. My hope is that this segment will add a little flavor, healing, and some change to your pockets. My name is Tasha, so not to keep you too long, because I do have some good things I want to share with you, I think we should go ahead and dive right in. Now, the first R in our three-arc segment uh, is called Recipes. And guys, I'm going to share with you an easy weeknight meal idea that you can throw in the slow cooker at the start of your day. And I don't know about you, but I love hassle-free meals that free up time and require a little bit of effort. This is an easy-peasy recipe using your favorite brand of root beer and barbecue sauce. I don't know if you caught it, but that's three ingredients, y'all. That's it. By the way, it can also be made with pork roast instead of chicken uh, for all you pork fans out there. Now, let's see. I don't know if I need to go into how to do this, but I guess I will. It's, it's easy. All you need to get is about four chicken breasts. You know, if you, you could probably even do chicken thighs. You may want to do four to, you probably would do more because they're smaller. But you want to go ahead and do four chicken breasts. You're going to have a half a bottle or can of root beer. Don't do the diet stuff. Do the full sugar. I've heard of people using Coke and Dr. Pepper if you prefer that. Now, you can use, you know, your full-size 18-ounce bottle of barbecue sauce. I like Stubbs. I don't know if you're familiar with Stubbs, but Stubbs is um, it's the bottle with a little African-American guy on there with a cowboy hat, and you can salt and pepper the taste. So all you do is you put it in a slow cooker. Uh, I do it on low so it can cook all day. So you can put it in the morning, and then by the time you're ready at night, it's done. So you pour in your root beer and, with the chicken, and that's all you put in. Now, 
when when it's all done, you're gonna shred the chicken, drain most of the liquid off, but you're gonna leave a little bit because this is you know white meat, it's a little dry. You don't want it to dry out. And you're gonna add a little salt and pepper. Now you're gonna then pour your barbecue sauce in and let it cook for a little bit longer, maybe 20, 30 minutes at the most. And if you get home and you're done by six o'clock or whatever time you finish and you're ready to eat, you can serve this with uh, rolls, dinner rolls. You can make a little slider type things. Um, hamburger buns, whatever whatever you want to, you know, serve it on. Uh, you can add a little avocado, a little sautéed onions to make, you know, add a little flavor to it, whatever you can want to do to jazz it up. But what I like about it, throw some potato chips on the side, you're good. Um, and so this is a, that's an easy-peasy one. I mean, it's just literally it's three ingredients, and the kids will like it, you'll like it. It's easy to do. Uh, let's see. Now, I guess we'll go ahead and do the second R, uh, remedies. Um I'm not really into remedies, like as far as home remedies, so at least I didn't think I, I was, but then I realized there's so many things around the home that we use for different ailments and different things, so I thought I'll share with you one that I became recently aware of. Uh, one of my daughter's good friends um, is Ethiopian, and they eat lots of ginger, and so being exposed and uh, tasting lots of her food, you know, I became, you know, inquisitive about what this spice was, and so then I started to look up the benefits of ginger, and I was really, um, it was really uh, interesting, all the great things that it, and properties that it has for your body. Uh, just a little bit of history on it. It's a, you know, the Chinese and Indians have used ginger tonics for years to treat ailments for literally for about 4,700 years. I mean, a long time. It used to be a very, it was a priceless commodity during the Roman Empire trade around the coming of Christ because of its medicinal uh, properties. Um, now, this was interesting to me, uh, that it's great at, you know, um, just assisting with just overall, you know, well-being, but specifically stroke and heart disease. Two of the biggest killers on the planet, as you know, um, is stroke and heart disease, and it may be kept at bay with regular ginger use. And this is, now, they, now, these Ethiopians, they eat it almost every meal. They put it in almost everything. So when I say regular use, it has to be regular use especially when eat, when eaten with um, other key superfoods like garlic uh, and onions. So all three of those have anti-blood clotting ability, but when you put them together, they're a powerful mainstay against heart attacks and stroke. I'll give you the top ten um, health benefits ginger, you know, have just kind of get you started. I would recommend just looking into a little bit more. Uh, as people are getting more and more in tune with their health, you're finding it's so easy to find a lot of these things in the grocery store. This just was like a root. And so, um, and it's, you know, I, I think I've found it in every grocery store I've been in so far. But number one, it's great for nausea relief. Uh, lots of pregnant women use this as a natural way to um, uh, relieve nausea. Um, I think you have, to, you have to use it in moderation, even though you're pregnant. Uh, number two, digestive support. Number three, it heals ulcers. Number four, it boosts immunity. Number five, it improves diabetes. Number six, it's antifungal. Number seven, it reduces pain. Number eight, it reduces, I mean, I'm sorry, it fights cancer. Um, I actually read a story about um, ginger and the, you know, the effects it has specifically on, on ovarian cancer. Excuse me. Um, so, uh, ladies, that would be interesting for you guys to look up and get more information about that. Uh, it helps with weight loss, and it's also anti-inflammatory. Now, some of the best ways to get ginger, um, there are many forms and ways you can use ginger to benefit your health, 
but the most common forms of ginger include raw ginger, which I use. Um, you can put raw sliced ginger, you know, you want to put, you know, not too much, about the size of your thumb in a smoothie every morning, or you can use it in making homemade vegetable juice, which I do. Ginger can be a little bit spicy if you use a lot of it. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> um, there's ginger essential oils, um, which I've tried to get, you know, into, but you have to be careful with essential oils. You have to know, you know, you have to buy quality oils. Um, but it is the most potent form of ginger um, because it contains the highest level of ginger oil. This is the number way to get ginger uh, and which, you know, to use it as a medicine. It can be taken internally to treat health conditions or it can be rubbed topically, but you need to use a carrier oil, something like jojoba, um, coconut oil, olive oil, whatever you, you know, whatever you prefer on the area of pain. Typically, two to three drops of this essential oil is recommended for therapeutic dose. So uh, let's see, also you can use ginger tea. Uh, this is a liquid form of ginger, and it's commonly used to relieve nausea, like we, we talked about, to settle the stomach and relax the body. You can have one cup two to three times a day to reduce inflammation. You can add honey to it, lemon to it to make it taste a little bit better. Uh, there's ginger powder. Uh, basically, it's just ground ginger powder for cooking. You can, you know, it is a, it's a super spice. And so you can use it to make recipes like chicken curry, homemade pumpkin pie. Um, one that I found was ginger berry smoothie. You can do that at breakfast time. It can also be taken in supplement form. Again, you want to find a quality supplement as a capsule with uh, the recommended dose of this is 1,000 milligrams daily, okay? Um, so ginger, it's it's... It's new. I'm still learning to. Uh, it's new for me. I'm still learning to cook with it, uh, trying different recipes. If you have a cool recipe that you would like to share with the group, I think it would be awesome. It's one of those things that it's. If you're not accustomed to it, if you're not, you know, you haven't had it growing up, it does take a little bit, you know, to figure out different ways to prepare it. So, now the third R of reduced prices. Um, I'm sorry. Third R is reduced prices. Um, now, this is something I absolutely love. I'm always <laughs> bargain shopping, looking for deals, and so I can go on and on about that. Some things you have to look for daily. Sometimes I, I, I take advantage of daily deals. They're only available that day. Um, but I will share with you one thing that actually have this product, um, and so I, I, actually, I actually like it quite a bit, and we use them. It's uh, the Crock-Pot Lunch Warmers. Right now, uh, crockpot.com has them on sale. Um, and guys, they, you know, the other day they were two for 25 Well, either way, the they're only $19.99 right now, but I have a code where you can get an additional 40% off, which drops the price down to $11.99 for each one of them. Now, they have free shipping uh, on orders um, over $49, but um, it's just kind of your call, and, and shipping kind of depends upon where you live, so I really can't give you a quote on how much, you know, um, the shipping would cost. But I absolutely love this little thing. Um, as you know, you know everybody knows where a crock pot is, but this is a lunch uh, size uh, container. So if you're trying to eat healthy, you know, by not eating out during, during on, on, on your lunch break, if you're trying to, you know, save money by taking leftovers to work, this is a cool way to be able to take foods that you need to keep warm where you can keep it at your desk and um, or in the break room if you trust your coworkers. <laughs> uh, 
that you can keep it warm all day long, and when you're ready for it, it'll be, you know, nice and warm for you to eat and enjoy. Um, it has a 20-ounce capacity, so it's perfect for personal portion-sized meals. And, it, you know, generally I think it serves more than one person, but it says that it serves one person. But, again, if you go to, um, if you go to crockpot.com and you would just pretty much put in crockpot lunch crock, food warmer. Now, the code I'm going to give you is for 40% off. It's not on their website. Right now, they're actually offering 30% off. But if you use lunch crock 40, all one word, you get an additional 40% off. So it'll drop their price down to $11.99, which is a really good price for this when you think about the money that you would save by not eating out and taking leftovers. Or you, know, you can even do a meal, you know, a small portion meal. Uh, at the beginning of the day, and just have it simmering when you know when you're ready for it at lunchtime, it'll be ready for you. So, uh, it's it's I love mine. He actually gave one away. I think I'm gonna buy another one because the price is actually lower than um, when when I purchased mine. It has a tote handle, it has a travel lid, cord storage, so it's really small and petite and just very handy. And um, I absolutely like it myself, so I wanted to share the actual you know the deal with you guys. Um, that is pretty much what I have for you guys this evening. Now, if you have any specific things that you're looking for, I would love to, to give you a recipe remedy or reduce price on things that you're you know, specifically looking for. I'm always searching for deals, always searching for something new, and so I would love to be able to uh, help out in that way. And it has been a pleasure sharing this information with you. I want to thank you, Uncle Seth, for allowing me to be a part of this program. When I personally think of this program and what it means to me and what it will mean to this family in the future, I'm reminded that no matter what we accomplish in life, we are what we leave behind. And this show grows, inspires, and connects us, and that is more valuable than any amount of money or titles that we may acquire. And I thank you all who participate in making this show great, and I hope that my small little segment adds a little bit of goodness to your lives I want to say just God bless you to you all, and I love you guys, and you guys have a good evening. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, folks. What did y'all think of Tasha? Now, her future segments probably won't be that long. That was just a nice little sample of what is to come. Whether she be talking about recipes, remedies, or reduced prices. So, like I said, we have two new segments. Her William B. Swinging. Got a question for you, family. Would you like to come on the show and start sending me audio clips? No more than about seven minutes. Contributing contributing to one of the topics that we need that's so important in life. Uh, in the past, we've talked about inspiration. In the past, we had a health and wellness segment. It'd be nice if somebody um, tackle that one. Security and awareness, maybe you can send something in weekly. Weekly. Do you need to be committed to sending me something weekly, if possible? Uh, how about this one? Comedy. Clean comedy. Some of y'all got jokes. Politics and government. Some of y'all can just be uh, uh, our lobbyists, so to speak, on the heat.
Hill. Let us know what's going on on the Capitol Hill, what laws are being passed or disputed or whatever. Some of y'all could uh, do a little bit of, well, ancestry and lineage, I think that's Darling's Corner, to tell you the truth. Uh, some of y'all can um, send in praise reports. I really would like to hear those live, though, if that's, if that's possible. So anyway, it's just a few little things we're trying to do. And uh, like Darlene said earlier, sports is a good one. Sports corner, we could use a sports corner. But the sports we want to hear is not about so much professional sports. We want to hear about what kind of sports is going on in the family. So somebody can take it up and send me an audio clip every week about that. So that's just an idea. It's just an idea. Anyway, folks, listen to the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. Darling, your line is open. Don, your line is open. And I'm going to open up Donna's line only because she just opened up such a good topic. And uh, she's the, uh, darling is the only female tonight. And maybe we can have a balance, two ladies, two men. So, Donna, your line is open. Don, your line is open. Darling, your line is open. Donna, you don't mind hanging out with us. Can you do that tonight with us? Sure. Okay, and I only invite you because Darling is the only lady, and uh, it's kind of like a balance, if you don't mind. But if you have to go, I understand. Folks, listen, it's open forum tonight, open forum tonight, and Don mentioned some things he had on his heart. And uh, I think we should go ahead and let Don go forth with what he have, and we'll talk about that. I want to, at some point, talk about uh, love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. That is something very strong, and I'm not going to be the same unless I can deliver some of the things that's been on me for a couple of days now, but I'm going to let Don go first, maybe even let Darlene go second, and then I'll go last. So, Don, uh, what are some other things? We talked about depression. And family, I hope y'all was listening. You really did get some solutions if you really was listening, and you really did get some nuggets to share. Darlene said a major one. Sometimes people just need counseling, and that's always available. But don't forget, folks, uh, these counselors, you got to get a good counselor. That's another thing. But uh, I just find the Word of God to answer a lot of our questions if we would just listen. Oh, my goodness, if we could just hear that spirit inside of us, what the Scripture says. You, you need not that any man should teach you because you have an unction from the Holy Spirit. People don't like that Scripture, but I love it because truly everything we need is right inside of us. We just can't hear. So, Don. Don, Donald Jr., all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. Go ahead with whatever you have to share with the family, please. Well, what I have to share is just really simple, and it's not very long. I heard it said many times it takes a whole village to raise one child. Mm-hmm. This family is large, all over this, all over the nation. Eleven, through this 11 blog, states. And through this blog, we have people who have the skill and ability to make their their talents accessible to those who would be interested in growing. And that talent could be anything from how to do uh, multi-level marketing, how to, to become uh, great speakers, how to be better talent coordinators or musicians, well, we get a lot of it in school, but then we also get strength from the extended family. Where one person may not be able to reach this one, someone else can. And we also have the uh, services of the Internet and uh, social media in order to get in touch with y'all. And Darlene and I was just kicking, out, kicking around these ideas last night on the phone. 
and I just come to the realization just by listening to the earlier part of the blog with with uh, Donna. Who knows how many of us are going through personal life crises? I don't want to just harp on that, but you see how important it is for us to talk and open up and share. Yes, yes, because yes. someone, someone, someone needs to hear what you got to say, and that you is whoever listening. I know there's someone out there that has a a strong business sense, and it's so much that I've learned by listening to others that I just it's just listening tonight on the car salesman deal. Well, of course, some of it I already knew. A lot of times we take stuff for granted. That's a gift, the ability to share the wealth with others. Like what Proverbs say that your gift will make room for you. Hold on, Don. You know, at 10 o'clock, y'all, y'all, you have to, this is one interruption. I have to make it 10 o'clock. Y'all know that. But it's 9.58. If you are listening to this show by clicking on the link from Facebook or a link that was sent on your cell phone or a link from the email, you must call the phone number right now or you will be disconnected. The phone number is, get a pen, get a pen, get a pen. Phone number is 914-205-5590. 914-205-5590. You will be disconnected in 60 seconds, okay? That phone number should be on whatever you're looking at. Wherever the link is should be the phone number there close by. Go ahead, Don. Okay, I I won't take up a lot of time, but for those that are listening, see, my email is revrap54 at gmail.com. Revrap54 at gmail.com. I would like for Reverend Rap. That's Reverend Rap. Yeah. It's Reverend Rap 54 at Gmail. Yes, that's been my code name since I was in high school. But if there's anyone that would be interested that would like to put together a book or family uh, crusade, whether they be uh, a layman or a minister, they would like to just share their knowledge on how we can reach our youth. Someone that's in the listening audience, they'd be interested in putting together a uh, spiritual crusade that we can kind of put our thoughts together. It don't have to be nothing quick, but just someone that would like to sit down and maybe we can uh, talk and uh, interact and try to build some type of a of a crusade that can reach our youth. That would be one area of importance and wealth and knowledge into uh, our children and our young people's heads. Make that a little clear. Make that a little clear. Make that a little clear, Don. So you said you gave your, you gave your email, and you're saying you can do what now? Make that a little clear for everybody. The crusade. Make that look clear. Yeah. If there's anyone in the family that's from a religious background that would like to do a crusade that would reach our youth, you don't have to be. Um, you don't have to be a person that in church all your life, but you're willing to share and, and let's put our heads together and brainstorm, just send me an email and, and we can work on that and you'd be surprised at who we can reach locally or abroad. When I say locally, good like idea. close. You understand what I'm saying? Good idea. Very good idea. That's just my gift, but there are other areas that we can share at a later time, but that's just one segment of some of the gifts that I think that I could I could bring forward 
very good idea, very good thing you put out there. That was really good. And family, listen, listen. Let me just say this before Darlene. I'm going to ask her to to share some something uh, on her mind. If you know, we want to pass it around. I want. I don't want to do all the talking tonight. But uh, before Darlene come on, let me just say this. People are destined to make conversations. Sometimes people say, "Oh, y'all just talking." Let me tell you something. There was a place that was once named the USSR, Union Soviet Social Republic. And it was a bunch of little conversations from regular everyday people, just like we're doing right now. And they begin to grow. And they begin to grow. And the powers that be in the Soviet Union underestimated the grassroots. That's the most powerful grassroots movement probably of our time is the dismantling of the USSR from grassroots people sitting around talking about this thing called democracy. And so it just caught a fire. And the powers that be in the USSR underestimated, looked up, and the USSR was dismantled by the people. Oh, you might say, that's huge, that's politics. No, you got to start with talking to each other. And hopefully you can perceive what people has what motives. You can perceive who has a good spirit, who has a bad spirit. You can pick and, and kind of see who you're going to work with. I'm going to tell you all something, family. Whether or not this blog goes on and we continue to talk is up to you. And I'm just saying this. I'm kind of going here because... I can I can hear people saying and probably wondering, okay, so where is this going? The first goal we have on this show with this blog is we got to talk and get to know each other. Second of all, we want to inspire each other. We ain't talked about our goals in a while, so this is okay to do. And this is open forum. There ain't no right or wrong topics, remember? And the third thing after we inspire each other, we get to know each other. We get to know who Azalee is and Ennis Buddy and Addie and, and Dosha. We get to know these names and who, who's related. And then we want to start encouraging each other, kind of like what Donna was saying we need to do. And then, last but not least, start networking. Folks, networking can be on all kinds of levels, economic levels, spiritual levels, social levels. We can just, it could be anything. Okay, but I'm going to tell you something, family. You just watch any movement in this country that grows. You cannot grow without pain. You cannot grow without tackling some of the harder issues. So I don't want us to shy away from talking about anything that's going to benefit the family. I don't want to get into name-calling, bringing up old past and all that. You know, we we got to move, be positive, be patient. So I don't want to hear none of that junk. But Depression is in our family, okay? Grief is in our family, okay? Uh, people lacking jobs is in our family, okay? Poverty possibly is in our family, okay? These are things that our family is going through, and at some point we're going to have to have these shows. And you hear a lot about God, God, Bible, Bible, Word, Word, Church, Church, and that's because we are African-American people, and we have a strong religious background, and it has held us together as a people. So we're not about to jump ship and stop talking about God. So I just wanted to say that because I know sometimes people say, oh, you're probably just talking, y'all just talking, what are we doing, what are we doing? We're building. We are building right now as we talk. You heard Don just talk about gifts. If everybody listened to what he said and kind of get involved and stop worried about 
Well, how many people we got? We got enough. I'm telling you, I'm looking at the phone lines right now. We got all kind of phone numbers, and every week we get different area codes that we haven't seen before. Every week we get different area codes we haven't seen before. We got private numbers. People don't want us to know who they are. They're more than welcome to call family. You can do that as well. So I I just wanted to say that, okay? So we are headed somewhere. We have serious goals. Once we begin to start networking, this thing can take off all kind of ways, all right? So, Miss Darling, what kind of things you got on your mind for open form you want to share with the family, some things that you've been uh, kind of going over in your mind? I wanted to reach out to the younger people and try to get them on the right path as far as their careers. Um, okay. That's yeah. a good one. Well, it just seemed kind of everybody else. It doesn't seem like it's going right with the other topics. But anyway... Um, well, hold on, no, hold on, darling. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta interject it just a little bit. Please allow me to say this. I'm not gonna say it didn't go well with the other topics. I think it went very well. It's just that it's painful. You heard pain in Donna's voice. You heard pain in Joe's voice. And we're gonna sometime have to go there. But I wouldn't say it didn't go well. I thought it went very well. We put some solutions out there, so I wouldn't. That's just me now. Go ahead, though. I'm not quite sure about the solution part of it. I mean, depression. Everybody gets depressed every now and then. You know, I just mm-hmm. looked it up. It's two-thirds of the people are living with this condition already, mm-hmm. and they're not doing anything about it. And it may not be you have your the physical, and it may be have something to do with their bodies as far as, you know, the brain as far as depression. That's pretty good. That's I mean, good. you know, but, 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 I but mean, this is this why this supposed is to be taking medication? Um, they don't know which way to turn. Um, talk. Now you just brought up some, and, and, and let me—if I, I can do a ten-second interjection here, but darling, you just brought up something neither one of us talked about. I mean, you really brought up something that none of us talked about. But we did say one little thing that can cover that. We said, "You pray and ask God, what is the problem." But also and, and you I said just, that you can't just pray and not do anything about it also. Amen. You preach it. Okay, You're right. Now, this when, he, when you this pray, person, he's going to give you an answer. Donna, if you're still there, you can call me and we could... I don't know if you need to go to this person and if this person would even like for you to go to him. They may... I mean, I guess if they put it out there on Facebook... Her line is open. Donna, you hear what she's saying? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. We could go to this person. He phone call, Facebook, or whatever. But, I mean, are we going to make it worse, or are we going to be helping? Right. So, what I'm asking, because it's always better when we put our hands together... Uh, I, I have reached out to everyone that uh, that uh, have showed signs, but uh, it's 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 going to take like they like you said, it takes a village. 
So we're going to have to put our hands together and just, you know, come out of our comfort zones and make it, make it, make it happen, make it work. So, like I said, I think um, if we start building on something, it would definitely help the situation because, you know, it's there. You know, the devil, on top of whatever people are going through, the devil likes to play with people's minds, too, at that time. So, you know, when he come with his tricks and little gadgets, we need to be coming, to and letting let, and, and them know. Not, not always on Facebook, but sometimes they need to hear your voice. Pick up the phone and dial. Everybody is texting. Everybody is on Facebook. But I like to hear a voice. I like to see a face. I like to feel a hug. To me, that's what's real. Anybody can click on and copy a, 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 a bouquet of flowers, but, you know, it's not the same. That's just one of them quick fixes. I don't like quick fixes. I just like the real deal. So it just takes us putting our heads together to figure out a solution, you know, um, and that's just, that's just it. And, and I want to okay. say something really quickly here because Darlene, was, it's her baby. She was finishing up, and I want Darlene, please don't forget that train of thought, but I just want to say this one little thing. We're talking about something that is not impossible. There are all kind of people, like Darlene said, who have medical conditions, and sometimes the doctors is able to do stuff for them, sometimes, you know, but I've just seen, I can only go by what has happened, what has worked in my life. I'm just being honest. Uh, that's all I can go with. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm limited to, uh, we all are limited to our experiences, period, in the story. When I have been depressed, real depression, there's three things I ask myself, three things I tell myself, family, and maybe this will work for you. This is powerful. Now, I don't know what to say if the depression is if it's medical related. Maybe it's supposed to be on drugs or something. I don't know. I can't address that part. But I still say if you pray and ask God to show you things, he'll do it. God is real. Do we believe him or not? Darling, please don't forget your thought. I just got to say this real quick. When I get depressed, I ask myself three, tell myself three things. I say, Seth, you are who God made you. You, you are what he, you can do what he say you could do. You can do what he say, because sometimes it's somebody challenging. Maybe I had some depression on my job. Maybe I failed a test or something. I'm, I'm, I'm doubting myself. I say you can do what God say you can do. I say nobody know you but God truly. You don't even know yourself. Only God know who you are. And the last one I say only God know what you have to work with. You don't know who you have to work with. You don't know what people around the corner is going to use. You don't know what company's going to use. You don't know what ideas you're going to get next. You don't know what the future holds for you, Seth. Those three things, if I meditate on them, especially in the park somewhere, will pull me up out of anything. It have worked for 55 years. I can do what God say I can do. He's the manufacturer. I'm the product. He knows what this product can do. He knows who I am. I don't know who I am. I may be a Douglas, but what is that? Who is that? Who am I really? We get these names. Our parents, we're born to certain people with limits. 
who am I? Only God know who you are. And the last one is, what is your real resources? Okay, mom was on welfare, raising the project. Is that your real resources, Seth? I mean, why did I? What allowed me to see some of the things I've seen? I'm not supposed to be living, have experienced. What is my real resources? What do I really have? Sometimes our depression is sitting around. We don't have this. We don't have that. I'm not this. I'm not that. So those are the three things. Now, darling, please forgive me, but I just had to say that. Those are my solutions for anybody. It pulls me up out of everything if I meditate on them long enough. Go ahead, darling, please. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's ten fifteen right now, and I have to be up at five. I did have something on careers for younger people, even uh, older people, but it's, I mean, you know, depression. I understand. So I, I, next next week you can go with that. Right now um, I have to be up at four o'clock, so I'm signing off. Well, I understand. I understand. I appreciate it, darling. Thank you. Like I told Joe, you know, you guys have an early schedule. I appreciate it. I'm still under doctor's care, so I'm not even working right now. So I, I have a, a little bit more rub in my schedule. But I thank you for signing on this late. I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. All right, God bless. That was Darlene, and she seemed a little bit heavy by the topic. And I, like I say, folks, it is uh, it down to hit the spot. Uh, Darlene, you're still there, right? Yeah, I'm here. And Don Jr., you're still there, right? Don Jr., you still there? Yes, sir. Okay, can you speak up, man? Come on, speak up. But listen, our family, again, I just want to say, and I, and I don't apologize. I don't back up. I, I think that, you know, <clears throat> it ain't going to be easy. Some of these topics is not going to be easy. We're going to eventually one day talk about death. One day we'll talk about uh, our young people that's in these prisons unjustly. We'll talk about how a lot of them haven't done anything. We're going to talk about some painful things that might bring tears to your eyes. We may talk about some things that you can barely hang on the show because it just it's it's on with stepping on your toes. We'll talk about all kind of things on this show, and so we don't claim I don't claim to have all the answers. I'm very opinionated. Let me just say this before I go to Don. Uh, uh, I'm very strong with what I believe. I mean. Before I believe some, I'll test it and test it and test it and test it. I'm very slow with adapting stuff. I'm not that open to a lot of what I hear. I'll test it first and test it. And once I find something to be strong, it's hard to get me to change. I've seen so many young people depressed, and I've been able to share with them and pray with them. And, and I'm telling you, it's just very few people that will say, Mr. Seth or Brother Seth, didn't help me at all. I'll let them tell me. I'll try to listen to them. So, I mean, you know, and I know what Donna is saying, but and that's why I kept telling Donna, and she's on the line. Donna, your line is open. But I kept saying, how does it look? Because sometimes we're worried about something that is impossible to fix. It's impossible to call 200 people on the other side, constantly ask them, how you doing, how you doing, how you doing, how you doing. You can't do that. you got to live. you got to go to work. 
So I feel like God has given me my two children and my wife and myself to keep afloat. When I have extra time, I better, if I'm a Christian, the Bible tells me to, commands me to, to reach out. And I do call. I just don't call every day. I might not even call every week. But for sure it'll be every month or try to. And then I don't call everybody. I don't call uh, any Robert's side of the family. I don't. I don't call Verna May, my aunt. <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm just going to call our names tonight. I don't call everybody. I can't. They have their own lives, and they have their own callings. Don Jean has some blessed, young, strong warrior brothers of sons. I don't talk to them that often. And you know what, family? I don't feel like God is condemning me for not doing it. Don Jean, you understand what I'm saying? Do you feel me? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, Don has his calling. He has a mantle to raise his sons, and occasionally when I see him at a banquet, I say, hey, how's it going? But I can't call around all my families and say, hey, then I would not be able to work or do anything. So we got to, that's why I say, how does it look when we're supporting each other? The best thing we can do on our knees, family, because his family is huge, huge. 200 Azalee side, 200 Dosha side. I don't know if it's 200 Dosha, but I'm just saying all these different sides of family. You're talking about thousands of people. So if somebody on Facebook that's on the on the on the on the certain side of the family, well, we probably never talked to them. So the, what what we can do? And Donna did it. She did it. She reached out to her and gave her words of advice on the phone line. And. Uh, and that's what she should have did. And that's what I'm thankful she did. And that's what I hope that we do as well. But I just don't want her or you, family member, Don or myself, to get overwhelmed with, oh, people are depressed and nobody's there for them. Well, we got to know they're depressed in the first place. I guarantee you, if everybody in this family knew that a particular young person was suicidal, they would ring their phone like crazy. The catch, the problem, Donnie, and we're going to wrap this up in a little bit. I just want to share one thing. And, Donnie, I, I want you to come back with anything you have, and then we're going to wrap it up. But I think, and we'll be able to do it a little earlier today. How about that? Uh, I think, like I said, if you see anybody talking, you know, depressing on Donald drop, line drop, I hope you know she can't call back. She was probably moving around, but anyway, a line drop. But uh, I hope we understand something, family. Hope we understand. Put a little music in the background here, but I hope we understand one thing. Unless, as the scriptures say, the father build a house, the laborers labor in vain. What does that mean? Unless the father build a house, Don Junior, it says that the laborers labor in vain. Unless the father is giving you what the huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Unless the Father, Don, is giving us what to say to people, even when we know they're depressed, we don't have nothing to say to them. We got to know what's going on. He has to give us some type of insight. We can be trying to encourage a young person all we want to. If we don't have the Father leading us, and I know I sound spooky and out there and spiritual and super holy. I know how I sound. But... If the father really did talk to you, family, do you really think you would be able to have that person? Of course you would. The problem is we just can't hear from the father. What if you can't hear from the father? I understand I ain't trying to make it like I can hear from him so clear. I'm not saying that. If you can't hear from the father, the next best thing is go to the word. Go to the word. 
and see what the scriptures say about depression. See what the scripture says how we're to look at ourselves. See what the scripture says how we're to look at this world system. Most of the time, this depression is centered around some kind of materialism we can't get. Most of the time, it's material. I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, I'm about to lose my house, about to lose my credit. About most of the time, it's, it's money related. Now I don't have enough to go. Most of the time, this seems like what it is. But sometimes it's other things as well. But even if it's family, you know, we got to remember when our loved ones pass, as that is the biggest blow that you can experience, Don Jr., is, is the death of a loved one. But, like, what carried me over with that with Mama, when she passed on the day of the funeral, when I was up there trying to talk, the thing that I kept thinking about was how the Bible says, this is a blessing. My mother knew she was going to pass, and she wrote, no, no, take that back. She didn't know she was going to pass. My mother wrote a letter years before when she was healthy, just saying what she would want if she ever died one day. And she wrote a detailed, it was like an eight-page, I don't know if you knew this, Don, but it was an eight-page uh, piece of work she did where she just wrote all of these things she wanted to happen if she, if she passed. She said she wanted my, her kids to wear purple. And she wants us to rejoice. She wants us to just really go all out. And guess what? She passed. And we knew about that letter. So somebody said, hey, why don't we do what Mom, that letter said? I stole a copy. I went it and saw it and found it and said, why did Mama write this? And I made a copy of it. Mama told Mama she found it. I made a copy of it. And that copy ended up circulating to all my brothers and sisters when Mama passed. And we pulled it off. We wore the purple. We went, we went and rented the tux just like she told us, and we celebrated. Pissed a lot of family members off. They didn't understand it. But we shouted that day, and I'm so, so, so glad, and I know Mama would be too, that we honored her wish. So it's hard to grieve when you got a parent that know where they're going and that's telling you to rejoice. It still was sad. It really was. But, I mean... The, we got to look at the death the way the father looked at it. It's, it's unbearable. You would die along with your relatives if you just look at they're gone and I don't know where they are. How much you lost your parents? You ain't lost nobody. Do you lose somebody? You don't know where they at. You know where your parents at. You know they're with the saints. And yes, you miss them. Oh my God, you miss them. I miss my mother. <laughs> Don, any feedback on that? Well, sis, this is my thing on that. I'm blessed to still have my mother living. I know when my father died, it kind of left a hole in my soul. And uh, there have been people that are real close to me, and even your mother, Irene, since we had the same birthday, left a hole in my soul, Uncle Billy. But, you know, the scriptures say to be absent from the body is to be with the Lord. For those who are who are persuaded to believe in God, but in in lieu of what we've discussed most of the night, my, my closing remarks are this: I read this earlier in the book of Ephesians. It says, and this the sixth chapter says, "Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, for we and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil." For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual powers, spiritual rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand, and the evil day having done all to stand, stand. And I want to just conclude with that saying that those who are deeply embedded in the Bible Belt, who have been raised in this church and have a strong religious background, deep in each one of our hearts, we know that there's a God somewhere whether we call him, whatever name we call him, but the real God will show up in your life in times of trouble. And whether some of us have to have medical reasons for depression or whether we have to learn how to love unconditionally or whether we have to learn how to heal thyselves, serve and heal thyselves through looking inside ourselves and seeing where the problem is, we need to learn that God has control of it all. He can either make us or break us as we submit to the will of God. So I'm just giving my hopeful prayer and faith towards everyone that's in the listening audience that we got to hold on to what we believe in God, and we got to hold on to our faith, and faith without works is dead, and we have to love unconditionally, and we can break the yoke of bondage because there's a lot of depressed people in the family, and it's not always visual. A lot of it, most of it is internal, but we just got to fight it on our knees through prayer. That's what I believe. You there? Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, don't scare me like that, man. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Don, that's very true. I appreciate you reading the scriptures like that. And I think we're going to pretty much close on that. I pretty much think we're going to close on that. And uh, we're doing a little we we pretty pretty good tonight, pretty early tonight. So we're going to get there sooner or later, 10, 10, 15, then 10 o'clock. But family, listen. I'm going to say this, Don, before you go, and I mean it. I ain't scared of y'all. I'll say how I really feel. I thought y'all did a very good job with a very difficult topic. Grief ain't nothing to play with. And I hopefully I had enough sensitivity towards it, towards the people that grieving. Uh, I, I'm a host, and sometimes I move too fast because I'm trying to watch the clock, make sure there's no dead air, silence, and and when you do that, sometimes you can come off as not paying attention or not being sensitive or not whatever. But make no qualms about it. Anybody suffering from depression is major to me, major. That's why I allowed Donna to come back on and talk about it. I don't apologize for talking about depression. I think we hit it, hit it the best we could. And I'm going to go back to, to uh, the comment I was saying, and that was prayer. And I'm not trying to be super spooky or nothing, but folks, if God don't hear you, what are you doing? What are we doing? What can, what can counselors do if if God don't give them answers? So even the counselors, they have to hear from God. They have to get some kind of something from the Word. They have to, if you're going to be really, really healed, we're spirits, Don. Having a relationship in a body. We're spirits, Don, having a relationship in a body. We're not bodies having a spiritual relationship. Whatever we need is spiritual. 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 <laughs> spiritual. Bro. I agree with you, sir. We just got yeah, to continue. Uh, 
Yeah, a lot of our, I've seen people, they'll be complaining, they'll be depressed, and then you'll get over that depression, and because they're not using the right tools, they trying to, like a lot of people trying to be rich. And I've seen young people depressed because they didn't get that million, they didn't get that deal, that rap deal. Well, how you going to, how you going to help them? They got a false foundation. They're trying to get a big old ship, you know, when they did, they get depressed. I mean, depressed enough to, to just to quit. Well, you got to start at the bottom or at the middle of something. You just can't start off making $100,000 because you're looking at Jay-Z or something. So their whole foundation is wrong. So in order to counsel those people, you got to challenge their foundation. you got to take them back to the basics, and that's going to be scripture all over again. I, I'm telling you, I put every, all everything on spiritual. It's spiritual, man. <laughs> Whatever our problem is, spiritual. Sometimes even our health, our health issues. Don, I'm a citizen. I'm gonna go. Do you remember in the scripture, Don, when Christ had saw this woman that was bent over? You remember in the scriptures when the woman was built over for many years. If you know what I'm talking about, I believe I do. And he prayed for her, and she stood straight up. And they got on him because he healed her on the Sabbath. And he said, ought not this woman, who is a daughter of Abraham, meaning she was a Jew, whom Satan has bound all these years. This woman didn't have a degenerate disease. It was a spirit that had her bound over, bent over. Now, everybody, that's not true for everybody. Some people, it's a disease, it's, it's bone. But this woman just simply had a spirit. And when he prayed for her and the spirit left, she stood up. Now, sometimes Christ healed people, and it was just a miracle, miraculous type of healing where the bones just got, you know, somebody blind that can see. Okay, that's a that's a that's a cell thing. You know, he just made new eyes. But this woman has simply a spirit on her. Some of this depression is just a spirit. You pray for them and it leaves. Some of it. Some of it. But how are we gonna know? You can't cancel it out if it's a spirit. Well, listen, that's why we, as a people, have got to continue to share knowledge for those that are not knowledgeable because it takes a while for a person to get to the point where they can have faith and belief in the Word as opposed to secular humanism, which is another topic altogether. We've got to inform our people that the battle is in the spirit and not in the flesh. And one day, don't that one. That's right. No, go ahead, go ahead, finish, right, finish that thought. That was good. <laughs> all right, we'll be going on and on, but you have a good night, and we'll look forward to next week. And to all the family, stay prayed up. Well, Don, I appreciate you. I'm going to meet you tonight. Thank you very much, Don, for coming on. You, uh, I thought you did as best job as I ever heard you tonight. I mean that. Be good, my brother. All right. God bless. I'm going to end with one song, Don. You might want to hang around for it. I'll play this last song, and folks, we're out of here. That was Donald Jr. Shaw, Reverend Shaw. Some people call him. Some people call him Pastor Shaw. We just call him Don Jr. But more importantly tonight, folks, I really think he did a good job in just talking about something very basic, depression. We all go through it. Anyway, I love every single one of y'all. I really do. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Check out this last song. Nothing. Well, no song I can think of better to play than this right here. Good night. Another day, a couple of years ago, I was at home. I'm always writing songs. I write when I'm happy. I write when I'm mad. 
write when I'm tired, I write when I'm excited. And um, I love the Word of God. It's the best source for whether it's songs or whether it's revelation, whether it's strength that we're in need of, wisdom, knowledge. In this one particular afternoon, I was sitting down and I was reading about a man who had lost all ten of his kids in one day. He lost his health. He lost his wealth. He became depressed. He didn't have any answers. He didn't know why. Matter of fact, he didn't know that God had already said in a prior conversation that he was blameless, done nothing wrong. Still he suffered. Sometimes you haven't done anything wrong, and still you suffer. But there's a hope in our suffering that Job discovered. The hope is found on the person of Jesus Christ. Job said to himself and those around him alike, he said, I know that I know that I know that I know that my Redeemer, he lives. Oh 